So, do you want to brag about Thanksgiving or do you want to be scared shitless? Which one do you want to do first? One sec. I just realized I'm an idiot. Wow. Okay. Yo. Okay, so, yeah, having you... Okay, let's talk about the usage of that phrase because I use it all the time, mostly in depressive states. I realize that most of the stuff I think I'm an idiot for not that big. So I bet you probably just had it on mute or something like that. Or no, right button. I <laughs> I had my headphones all over my ears, but I did not plug them in. They were just the cord was just dangling down. I was like, oh, I didn't plug it into the laptop. If okay, that makes us an idiot nowadays. Like, I, I get the whole, like, you know, not being hard on yourself, but... Mm-hmm. Over little I, things? Yeah, I'm saying that playfully with myself. I'm, <laughs> I really don't think I'm an idiot. Later <laughs> on, you're going to be like, you are a fucking idiot. No. <laughs> like, I, I clearly don't hate myself that much. I get on stage and say stuff, I think, to people like, ta-da! So, <laughs> I can't think I'm that big of an idiot. <laughs> so, do you want to brag about Thanksgiving, or do you want to be scared shitless first? Which one? Um, ooh, scare shitless first, and then let's talk about Thanksgiving. All right, so check it out. I just read an article about Ring, which I have one of their doorbells. Turns out once you get a Ring doorbell mm-hmm. or a Ring anything, Ring camera, yeah, you like the, any are of their opting home into a... Hmm? Any of their home devices, right? Any that of their would, home devices, yeah. Yeah, plethora. Um, and you open up their app, which you have to have in order to use Ring. Yep. You are automatically enrolling yourself in this program called Neighbors, which is a lot like um, the Next Door app, which is just a bunch of white folks saying racist stuff about black oh, folks fuck. and Latino folks walking through our neighborhood. Um, also, once you buy a Ring camera or any of their items, as you said, um, Ring has set up a um a, a a deal with the police oh of course they have that uh, has a, a a secret partnership with police force around the country partnerships and this is being quoted from Gizmodo's don't buy anyone to ring camera this black friday uh, mm-hmm. partnerships that gave cops access to a portal where they could access video from ring cameras in exchange for providing ring with free advertising the device's owners must get permission to share these videos with police, but it's also unclear how users might be compelled to share it. Yep. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. <clears throat> I, I mean, like, 
I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't trust any of this shit. <laughs> like, like the cops have been like pretty much ever since I saw the wire, I was like, nope to everything technology. <laughs> <laughs> everything technology is like, nope, never again. All this shit is 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 suspect. All of it. I don't trust any of it. It, it, I'm not even joking when I say that. The wire like ruined technology for me. I was like, yeah, the police are all over everything. Like, just assume, just assume, like, the cops are here. They're listening. That's just like, you heard the whole controversy uh, where the cop said that he got a cup labeled pig yeah. <laughs> from Starbucks. Yeah. And now there's like this back and forth about how, like, Starbucks, as it turns out, you can't enter uh, like slurs. And so, pig is a word that you wouldn't be able to put into. A Starbucks, uh, like you'd have to like do some special shit to get that, and so now they're all like, like, there's all this back and forth about whether or not it actually happened, and whether or not like if someone who did it had to do something special to do it, it's crazy. But I will say this: I'm for it. I'm for uh, calling police pigs. Fuck them. Like, I just, I just. I think that when we call him pig, which I don't care, but when we call him pig, we're really walking past the other things we can call him that they can't even deny, like liars, rapists, rapists, murderers, racists. There's there's just like a cornucopia of ideas yeah. that we're just walking past calling pigs. <laughs> yeah, like the thing that kills me is that like like pig, okay, pig is a slur, but to your point, you could have just put like rapist on the cup and he'd be like, well, not me. It's like, well, your ranks like it's like if you look at the uh someone actually posted this on twitter where they were like don't they did the thin blue line flag but like the blue line is the amount of police officers who have been accused of being domestic abusers are proven as being domestic abusers and it's like 50 percent of the flag because it's like literally 50 percent of police officers are proven or have not not accused excuse me proven to be domestic abusers that's not including the ones that it's alleged and that's not including the ones where like they just beat the shit out of their spouses and they don't know they don't no one can there's no one from them to tell bruh um shit is corrupt i saw a picture on facebook of a black woman a, a friend of mine's sister but a black woman who's a cop holding up a thin blue line flag. And now I really want to talk to a cop on one of my shows just to see what a disconnect is. I feel like... Because they know that the thin blue line and Blue Lives Matter and all that were made directly in opposition to Black Lives Matter. I they, feel like... Black folks know that inherently. Like, we know it. So for them to be not only aware of it, but to be fomenting it, I think it's, I really do think it turns into an us versus them mentality where the same way that <clears throat> when we see the police, we see nothing but a, an evil entity when they see black people, or I guess air quotes, criminals, they see this malicious entity that's out to get them. And ultimately, I don't know what it's like to put my life on the line for quote unquote law and order. Cause I've never done it. I've never made a traffic stop. So I'm not going to try to pretend like it's not a thing that merits some type of respect. But having said that, uh, I do know what it feels like to be on the other end of those traffic stops and what it feels like to be scrutinized for being black and what it feels like to go into a system that is completely against you from the start. 
I know what it's like to be within that system. And I can say from this side, <clears throat> that system is uh, life-threatening for me to the point where all of it needs to be dismantled. And I, that experience for me is, I think, the difference for a lot of police officers, even the black ones. Occasionally a black police officer will actually get sucked into the justice system. But the majority of them from the Nabia police officer could never have had a real run-in, quote-unquote, run-in with the law. And until you get pulled into, like, one of these situations where, like, all of a sudden your color is the most important thing that's happening in a point when it really shouldn't be, until you experience that, like, of course you don't understand it. And and the truth of the matter is, is that the majority of the police officers who are policing black communities can't experience that mm-hmm. because they're white and they'll never experience it. And they are so, such a power majority being white men that they don't even understand that there's a difference. And, and that's why they, they can support that shit because in their minds, it is an us versus them and us are the people who are the lawful ones who are trying to like keep the peace and them are the, again, I use air quotes, criminals. Like, I, yeah, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, I was just saying like, it's, it's, I'm just saying like, it's, it's, I understand the frustration from you for that. Cause like, it's, it's just fucking mind numbing for me. It's not, it's not so much frustration. It's, Bewilderment. That's it's. it's I think that's frustration. <laughs> no, that's, I'm not because I'm good. not frustrated about it at all. I just don't. I literally don't understand what kind of indoctrination you have to get to lose yourself and gain something else. Like there are certain facets of life that I just don't understand how that works. One is the military. Oh well, that's that is proven brainwashing. That that's all done. Like that's why they shave your head when you first get in. That's why to make, make you, you all look just alike. Make everyone the same. So that way you don't have any uh, actual personality. You all have the same beds. You all have the same clothes. That's on purpose. And that's a whole, that's been proven to be a straight up and down indoctrination. That's understandable. That's why Marines are all the same dude. I don't know if you've ever met a Marine, but they're all the same dude. Like no matter what, if you're like, yo, it's, it's go time. They're like, yep. And <laughs> I, they're all that dude. My, my brother-in-law is a Marine. And like, if it's like, hey, this dude's got to die. He'd be like, okay. And yep, he's just that dude. To be fair, he was a scout sniper who saw action. So that's why he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we can kill this person. And he's just very matter of fact about it. But like all Marines, every Marine I've ever talked about has just been that dude. And it's just, the, the Marines that I've met, uh, yeah, let's just say I put out a, uh, a podcast a long time ago saying that uh, the military was the biggest gang in the world. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, because look, it's a group of people protecting a flag, wearing colors to represent their set. Um, they go to different areas and fight against rival sets to expand their, their area. People yeah. are indoctrinated at a young age. Women can be indoctrinated too, though it's mostly men. Kids are brought up to love and fear the set. Same thing. A Marine told me that I was full of shit <laughs> for that, and he ain't never spoke to me again. But the the it's just, unless you get indoctrinated into this, same thing with cops. Unless it? you get indoctrinated into this mindset, 
You see it. Like, why am I going to fight these people? Because you told me to. This motherfucker who do who do tear gas, like, will tear gas themselves in tents with out with with non-working masks on purpose. So they'll be in a tent and try to like get their masks on as the gas is coming in, and then have the masks just not work, just so they can still f- feel the horror of the tear gas. Like, <laughs> like when you talk to if you like, I, I worked with a marine, and we sat around just like talking uh, because like, why the fuck not? It was a twelve-hour shift. And there's nothing else to do. And just the stories that he would tell me about how, like, dudes would just sit around beating each other to, like, toughen themselves up. And it was just a normal thing. It's like, yeah, so we can, when we get in the fights, if you punch a Marine, you ever notice how, like, they really don't react to it? It's like, because they just punch each other. And it's like, what? Like, not even like, oh, we're playing or, like, we're having fun because we're men. It's like, no, we purposely whack on each other with our limbs so that we get used to just full cell getting hit. And I mean, same thing for like, if you notice Marines, when they get shot, if they're wearing like, even if they're wearing a vest, like it's like it barely phases them because they're just used to getting hit. Like, think about that for a second. The mindset you have to have to be like, yeah, I got to get ready to take these bullets. It's crazy to me. I was yeah, just gangs. I, I was, I was blood just, in, blood out, baby. I was, I was just watching a movie. Um, I don't remember which one it was. Um, okay, <laughs> good start. <laughs> no, no, I wish I, I wish I could because it, it had a. Well, really, maybe if you talk about it, I might have seen it, and so like we'll know it. But it, it was right there. Um, ah, so close. But in the movie, mm-hmm. the guy was talking about how in a war, uh, out of ten people, only three people fired their weapon. So what the fuck do you think the other seven people were doing? And I think about that, that there's people who are in the Marines or who are in the military or who are in the police force who don't fully buy into what they're saying. Yeah. And those are the ones who usually end up being the whistleblowers. Those are the ones who I think that when they say that they experience racism within the ranks of the police force, I think that they all experience racism. It's just that some of them are so indoctrinated that they don't even notice it anymore. And the ones that aren't fully indoctrinated are just like that fucking sucks. And it's everywhere. I think, I mean, I, I also think like, obviously there are, you see like ads where there's like police officer drives 300 blah, blah miles to save cat's life. Like you see stuff like that. And, and it's not, I don't think, uh, Police officers are all terrible. Um, I think, though, the system that they work within um, is racist. One, if you are a racist within that system, it is very easy to continue being one. And then I think if you're not adamantly trying to not be racist as a police officer because you're working within a racist system, a lot of the things that you will do objectively are racist. Like there are police officers, I'm pretty sure who are quote unquote good police officers. But when stop and frisk was the the rule, unless you were actively trying not to be like biased towards black and brown people, you were being racist. And you may not have been like, ah, oh, these black and brown people are criminals, but you were thinking like, oh, these people look suspicious mm-hmm. without thinking about the subconscious bias of like, well, I'm white. So all black and brown people look suspicious to me. And so like, you could be a quote unquote good one and still be enforcing racist policies and doing racist things. And that's the problem. The system is racist. And unless you are actively trying not to be racist, and I'd imagine 
those cops don't last very long, right? No. If you're just like, oh man, let me not be a racist to everyone. I feel like those are the cops that get written up and pulled out. So like, well, he didn't shoot fast enough and I don't feel safe with him. And it's like, well, yeah, because maybe I was trying to deescalate the situation. I feel like those are the cops who don't don't make it because not like they get killed. I feel like those are the cops who just end up quitting or retiring early or just getting moved to some place where like people don't like them. Or self-harm. Or self-harm. Or yeah, or they just, you know. Hopefully they quit. The ideal is they just they just go find other jobs and go do other shit. But it's it's not something that I feel is like it's it's so problematic as a system. I feel like I, I, it's when I say that there's not a good cop, I mean the system is just inherently racist, and I don't believe anyone's doing the work to try to like either change it. Or even just make sure that, like, in their policing, they're not that applying those same biases. Mm-hmm. And I think the only cops who might be able to make that pl- claim are the ones who have, like, literally no people of color in their neighborhoods. Like, if it's just all white people, they can totally make the claim, like, oh, no, I'm not biased because they never see any black or brown people. But I feel like it's the cops that are working the black and brown neighborhoods that are, like, in the thick of a black and brown neighborhood as white police officers. Those are the ones I feel that are not at all taking any of the like actions or making any mental effort to try to, you know, not be racist within a racist system. So here's the other thing that I realized recently. Back in, we go through waves, you know, in movies as far as who's the, um, who's the villain. Uh, early 2000s or uh, 80s and 90s, let's be honest, 80s and 90s, the villains were largely Hispanic if they were coming off the West Coast. Black folks everywhere. Give me some examples. Huh? Give me some examples. Falling down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 no, I mean, like the dirty, hairy type movies where they're just walking or, through. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, or Asian sometimes, but like that was a different type yeah. of, yeah, that was a different type. I of thought movie. it was yeah. Russians. I mean, like, I mean, like where the, where they're just, where it's like dirty, hairy walking through a neighborhood and it's gritty streets. Yeah. And it's always like American. Like, okay. Mm, like lo- on a, on a local, on a local level. Okay. Yeah. Like American bad guys. You were yeah. I was like, I thought Russians were really big. Yes, for like James Bond movies, it was Russian. No, Red Dawn was the. Oh my god, <laughs> that was the, the, the love song of like we hate the Russians. <laughs> that shit was like we hate the Russians so much. Our teenagers fucking on them. Like whoa, <laughs> and then it wasn't just Red Dawn. It was also like Toy Soldiers and. Ah, uh, forgot about Toy, Toy Soldiers. Was that like nineties though? Was Toy yes. Soldiers the one where they took over the school? Uh Star? I don't the know. One, so the one where I they took know. over the, the boarding school and the boys ended up having to like fight their way out. It was yeah, it was toy soldiers. I don't know toy soldiers, soldiers off the top of my head. So I'm I'm googling right now. So toy <laughs> soldiers was the one where the white boys <clears throat> were at the school and it was a preppy rich boarding school and he got taken hostage because they were all rich. And it was ninety one, by the way. But and, you are um, correct. It's American prep school hostage by a Russian <laughs> Colombian Colombian. Yeah, uh, Colombian terrorists, which actually is more to your point, mm-hmm. uh, accidentally though. 
Right. <laughs> but um, so they had their own song, and it was called Toy Soldiers. Man, fuck this movie forever. So <laughs> in the in the 80s Is and like 90s. The, the Eminem joint? Did it sample it? No. I don't know. I... I, I'm remembering 90s. this movie and I'm I'm just like it's waves of hatred. Just ugh, fuck. I'm remembering hating this movie so much. 80s and 90s, uh, Latinx <laughs> black folks, uh, overseas Russian folks, Asian folks. 2000s, Arab people. Yeah, like completely. They didn't even say Arab people. They said terrorists, insurgents, splinter cells. I mean, that was the whole thing. Everybody fought against a splinter cell in the 2000s. And this was before 9-11, but after 9-11, boy, howdy. Oh, I remember when there was just a run of Call of Duties where you were just, like, killing Afghan people. Mm-hmm. Like, Call of Duty okay. literally did one of the movies you were talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, it wasn't Call of Duty 2 when you were just, uh, was it Mogadishu or... Uh, it was like the Black Hawk Down scenario, and there was a squad who was like Arab. And they were just like, running. "Oh my god!" I just realized how racist that is. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! It's a great stage, though. I love the helicopter dancing. Like, it's a dope fuck. It's and a then, dope goddamn stage. But I just realized that, like, yeah, the entire time you're running around just killing Arabs. Where Holy we are shit. now, and it really shouldn't from, have been Arabs from 2010. <laughs> to like 2017, it was still black folks and terrorists. And Sicario took you down to Mexico. So Mexicans were starting to make a resurgence. And then Jordan Peele came out with uh, with Get Out. And I found that from like 2017 on out, a lot of these movies have had either white folks or cops as the villain. Like that's the new thing. 21 Bridges, all the cops are dirty. Um, what else have I seen? Harriet, running from a white slave master, get out, it's white people, us, it's white people and ourselves. Um, and the and the list just kept going. Like I was really just shocked thinking about how many movies recently how we changed into seeing white folks as the actual villains. Because I just saw Queen and Slim. See, I haven't seen it. Whew. And I'm, Take half, you go I, see it as soon as possible. I ain't seen none of the shit you just talked about. I don't really watch a whole lot yeah. of movies. Well, Us is on, well, Us is on HBO, but you have to have HBO. Uh, Us is dope. I will say it's got massive plot, plot holes, but it's fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if I want to see Queen and Slim. You want to see it. Mm, okay. Not just because it's a good movie, but because it's made by black folks. Support your own. Yeah. I saw Charlie's Angels, too. Yeah. That looked terrible. <laughs> you know what? It was it was one of those movies that I have Regal Unlimited, and yeah, I needed to see it to get certain these. points. That's why um, I'm like, I gotta pay full price. Yeah, I don't. So I went and saw it late night. Like after a bad basketball practice, I was like, "I'm going to, I'm going to the movies." Yeah, eighteen dollars a ticket. It's uh, real hard to be like, 
yeah, $18 ticket or $21 a month. I'll do the $21 a month and be just fine. If I honestly, uh, I just don't go to the movies like I used to. I, it's, part of it is just like just time. I don't, I kind of have a lot of other stuff happening at the, at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I should go see Queen and Slim. I think we'll do that this week. It'll be fun. But being at the movies lets me see all of these trends. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and it's just it's just not alarming to me. It's just funny to me how white the people new trend are finally is, the villains. White people are the villains. Exactly. And I don't I, I just wonder how white folks feel about that. We've all been villains for so long that now that it's white people, <laughs> how do the white folks feel about that shit? <laughs> I saw a movie called Don't Let Go. It was about... I mean, how do they feel about, like, mostly white people being mass shooters right now? Like, Oh, they well, don't acknowledge it. Yeah, they will not. And, like, you know what? They will call you racist mm-hmm. for, for bringing it up. And it's, they will say reverse racism quickly. You know, that happened That happened to me. What, reverse racism? Um, which, by the way, that's, that's a super dumb term. There's no such thing did as they call, No, I'm saying not did it happen, but did no. they call it on you? No, I, did, what happened was, did, did I tell this? I didn't tell this story here about the DC sniper. Yeah, yeah you did. told it. Yeah, about oh, yeah. the uh, co-worker who yeah. Yeah. the black one. Like, like, he's black. And yeah. the white one was, yeah. Yeah, and they, they basically looked at me like, you're racist for thinking <laughs> that, you know, he wasn't black, and I was just like, "Well, nope." Like, how dare you think black people can't be serial killers too? They can be anything. <laughs> it's like, you what? can be what you want, you to, want to, and all no, you need me. is to get your <laughs> bullets down. Get down. <laughs> like, like I, I love that that brand of like, how dare you think black people couldn't be serial killers? I mean, to an extent, they're right. It is racist of you to think that black people could be serial killers. Not that it, it wasn't just me. The, the problem I, is, it wasn't I, just me. I know. Me. Please don't explain this again. The please don't, please don't explain this again. No, I'm just saying. Please, the please, uh, please don't explain it again. Like we were there. We've been there twice already. Like three I don't times. know why we're you back here. You've been through it three times. I'll just be nice. I, why the are police. we back here? Okay. Please be silent as I fall into character score. The police. Please be silent on the following character. Wait, are we doing characters? No. I just want him to be silent. The police, though. Okay. Fuck so, um... <laughs> I, I want another subject so badly. Okay, I got you. So, how was your Thanksgiving? Okay. Uh, it was good. We I cooked a whole bunch of food. Okay, how'd you cook it? Like how'd you how'd you prep the turkey? That's real, that's really what I want to know. So we didn't we didn't do a full turkey because uh, we didn't have anyone else come over. Uh, so okay. we were we were gonna do like a whole thing where other people came over, and then I invited we invited enough people, and then people started Seattle like Seattle flaking. And by the way, I mean I hope these people listen to me podcast and hear this shit. So like they started Seattle flaking. You know who you are. They started Seattle flaking, uh, and because they were Seattle flaky. Uh, we ended up just being like, well, fuck it. Uh, I just cooked all the food um, for us. So I went and got a turkey breast instead of a full turkey. And then I did uh, bacon, mac, and cheese. I did uh, collard greens, which came out amazing. Um, I made cornbread, and then I made cornbread dressing. Uh, I also made mashed potatoes. And I think, oh, I made sweet potato pie and chest pie. 
or a coconut chess pie. I still have not had a chess pie. It's on the list. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I ended up eating all of that chess. Like, my, I think Effie, Effie ate like uh, half a slice and she was like, oh, this is too sweet. And I was like, okay. And then I ate the rest of the pie. So I was like, <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> fuck your opinion. This this pie is delicious. You done fucked <laughs> up now. <laughs> never told me that because now it's just like, fuck it. I will never give you a slice of this pie ever again. This is always my pie. <laughs> um, but oh my god like that shit like i use buttermilk and by the way uh pro tip use buttermilk when you make it that shit comes out so goddamn delicious i i was like like eating it like i can't stop eating this fucking pie like i, I would get like a regular slice and i sit there and eat it and i'm like god damn it and then i get up and get another slice and i eat it and i'm like god damn it and then by the time i was done i was like all right so i don't have any pie left so I'm going to make another chess pie tonight. That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, I, I just want one more. It's like, I'm going to get one more. It's so goddamn good. Um, sweet potato pie was fine. It came out all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I need to get a stand mixer. Actually, I don't think. I know I need to get a stand mixer. Um, because, uh, like, right now, I make my sweet potato pie. Uh, the trick is, like, I, I mix it by hand, and then I put it into a blender, and then I blend it, and then I, you know, then cook the pie and it still cooks, but like the consistency is like too fine. And I miss the like hand mixture consistency where it's like, yeah, I still got like some, some like potato quality to it. Nisha does the hand mix or the stand mixer and um, the blender. So Vitamix into the stand mixer to mix all the components into it. And so that, that's that's the thing. Like I I so I grew up the way my mom always did was just only in the stand mixer and, and like it uh the Vitamixer like gives it this weirdly fine consistency. It where, does. Like, and, and I don't. I mean, it's okay no, if you never. Yeah, again, I'm not mad at it, but like if I had my preference, it would be stand mixer only because it, it's like it still feels like it's a, like potato still basically. Like oh, I can. You know what I'm saying? It's got like a little, I guess it's a little lumpy or maybe it's a little, it feels a little bit more custardy. I don't know. But it's like, this still feels like potato. Whereas when you go through the blender, it's like, oh, oh there's no more potato left. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. This is bruh. Oh, God. And it's crazy how bruh it is. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> I tried to turn away. Soda, bitch. <laughs> I tried to turn away. I'm sorry. Um... Wait, does anyone so what else were the do meats you ate? Shakes you on me a soda? <laughs> Am I the only one who does that? <laughs> no, you're not. But yeah, okay. Venmo it to him or Kofi. Um, coffee, I guess. Kofi. Anyway, I don't, do, I don't do none of that shit. So, <laughs> what type of meats did you prep? Uh, so the turkey breast was the only thing I did. Um, for that, I just did a pretty traditional turkey uh, dressing. It was. I chopped up rosemary, thyme, and sage, uh, heavy on the rosemary, melted like butter into that, and then I uh, also added like a little bit of salt and pepper, then spread that mixture all over the turkey, and then roasted it. That's, uh, and then there was also butter in specific cavities, but whatever. It was a turkey breast, so it was like a little weird. So like, it was like, uh, like there's a, a cavity where I guess the tail of the turkey would be, like right at his butt bone, and I put tur- I put like butter in there. And then where the uh, wings would be, typically I would put butter there. But since there was no wings, there was just like a cavity there. So I had to like shove butter into a turkey's cavity, which was weird. And then uh, did that. And then I just kind of like 
slid it down the breastbone a little bit and then slid like butter in under there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the butter on the outside. So it all get kind of brown. It's a lot of butter that goes into a turkey. I found out actually the way I cook it, there's a lot of butter that goes into a turkey <laughs> and then I roasted it for about four hours. I will say this. I don't like turkey breasts compared to turkeys. Scar? I don't eat turkey at all, so. Like, because you don't like it or because, like, you just don't fuck Because I don't like it. I'm, I'm, I only really like chicken fried. I don't even like baked chicken. But... Word. So, like, what meats do you enjoy? Pretty much everything else. So, like, oh, okay. So, like, just... Not I, I don't like I I just don't like I don't like the whole baked chicken baked turkey thing, like it's just not like, okay. it's just not for me. Um, Have you ever had a fried turkey? No, I've never been in in the presence of someone who fried a turkey. Have you ever had a um, smoked turkey? I've never been in the presence of someone who went through all of that. Okay. Most, okay. I mean, it's just not really my thing. Um, but I've never. But I don't make tur- I don't make turkey at all. Um, when it comes to like these types of events, um, I'm more of a ham person. Um, Not surprised. <laughs> or, or or like ham a, is delicious. Or like a really really good like a really good meatloaf. You know what I mean? Like a really yeah, good I, I fuck with a good meatloaf. Like yeah. I, I like a good like. I, and my meatloaf is I call it evil, but it's like veal, pork, and beef like all together and like a third, third, third. Ah, it's perfect. If you can get that mix for your meatloaf, like it's so good. Veal, pork, <laughs> beef. Then get it all ground together. It's the best. So what did you do for Thanksgiving, Scar? Um, all I did was all I did was make cookies and then I I drove down to Hampton to my uh to my cousin's house. I was there for quite a while. I left there and went to see my I went there to see my mom's and I was there for a little bit and then I drove home. Uh Amanda was sick because um uh because Pooh Bear uh, Pooh Bear was here the previous weekend and she brought the fucking black death uh to my home and so like everybody was <laughs> sick and she was and Amanda was like really sick. Uh so she couldn't go. So I had to, you know, I basically loaded up like three of those like to go containers. Uh it was just like, look, I brought you a, a myriad of things, like you choose, uh that type of thing. Wow. But um but it was cool hanging out with the family. I, I didn't feel as I didn't really feel that bad. Um you know, I got. I, I feel like I have a little something, just like even now. Uh, but I didn't feel bad enough to whereas I couldn't go and hang out with the fam and all of that stuff. So I just did that. I didn't get back here until like ten thirty that night, and I had to turn around and go go to fucking work the next morning. I was struggling on that hour hour and a half drive home. I was struggling. I had to put on some like the most ignorant shit I could find and sing it as loud as I possibly could to keep myself away. Yeah. Turns out it was, you know, I was singing the song Go Out Home on repeat. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's sounds like that was a pretty solid weekend, actually. How, how was your Thanksgiving, Rashani? I brined a turkey for two days. Okay. 
And that's why I was asking because I didn't know like if you were brined the turkey breast. Um, came pre brined. Okay. Uh, I purposely got like I get the whole you can do it yourself, but I don't I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> like I always buy pre brined. Me too. And then I brine it again because I don't trust them. <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's and, fair. Um, it, it was the juiciest thing I've eaten. The juiciest turkey I've had in years. Um, I brined it for two days and then I, uh, see, I um, hit it with the earth butter uh, rub. And then I put uh, my barbecue rub over the top of that. Um, and then I smoked it for 12 hours and it was super tender, super juicy. Um, and then I made my 72 hour prime rib and a 36 hour, no 48 hour tri-tip for the rest of the family. That wasn't us. So the prime rib got eaten on Friday the tri-tip got eaten on Thursday. Okay. Um, and it was, it was all good. It was at our house. So we got to finally not have to dress up or leave or anything like that. So that was nice. We just played board yeah. games and whatnot until everybody showed up. And then after that, we stopped and talked to people. <laughs> I feel like you should have just kept going when people showed up. Like, oh, hey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a game of Monopoly going, so just shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah, I wish <laughs> mom showed up first. We couldn't just do oh, okay. that to her. <laughs> but, yeah, you can't. Cool. And That's the cool. food was amazing. I just love – I think I love when food turns out well better than I love eating the food. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Same, like it's it's dope when you, especially when it's like a like a lot of stuff all at once. You're like, ah, I'm doing a whole bunch of shit. It's kind of dope when it all works out. As as like when it's a whole plate of like I cooked everything on this plate and it's all dope. I I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't it's know just why laid I mean. out and you're watching other people eat it and you're like, I know I did this shit. <clears throat> yeah. Like everything is dope. One of the best feelings to me personally is when you take your food to a black house and nobody touches any seasoning. Like they eat your food. Nobody grabs any barbecue sauce. Nobody grabs any A1. Nobody grabs the salt or the pepper or anything. They're just like, mm. and they just, they run through it. That is nice. That is nice. I don't have to worry about that because the only thing my family wants me to make is cookies. So no one's going to put any of that stuff on cookies. Mm, I have sauce uh, my cookies frequently. I will put whipped cream. I'll, I'll put whipped cream on top of my cookies. I'll put hot sauce on a cookie. Don't like if it's not spicy enough. You don't, if you're not bringing the heat already. I'll put whipped cream on top of a cookie and then put another cookie on top of that. And make a cookie. Uh, okay. sometimes, sometimes some Worcestershire sauce. I so can't what? even say that. I can't even say that. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Sometimes I get some dub sauce, you know. <laughs> some I, dub I, You know, the, 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 it would be fucking hilarious. Like, I, I, bring, I bring some cookies to somebody and they go and grab some peat and put some peat on some cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold up, hold up. Let me hit this with some Frank's Red Hot real quick. No, it's all it's all about that peat right here though. Mm, no, thank you. 
worst. I will say this: like, 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 bougie people do Louisiana, but like, come on, man, it's all about that Pete. No, I like Tabasco. It's 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 Crystal, bro. What the fuck is Crystal? It's a West Coast. Don't. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Nigga, I've had I've, Texas Pete. Y'all go look. Let's stop. <laughs> Texas Pete stop. is not good. I was not riding for Texas well, Pete. No, not had, at all. We've had we've I'm had saying, the conversation, but I'm I saying that like, it's not a regional like, thing, and I'm sick and tired of y'all East Coast niggas. This is the reason why I fuck the East. First of all, who's East? Who's East? Who you calling East? Nigga, I'm from the South, you, nigga. The South is the, the South. The South got something to say. Coast. No, no, we're not. Ain't no coast in Alabama. Coast. Yeah, the South Coast, nigga. Like, ain't no, ain't no East Coast. It nothing. I'm from the South. Okay, so, so wait, 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 wait. So, what you're saying is that LA isn't West Coast; it's South Coast. I'm, I'm sorry. What? It's LA. It's LA and California. It's LA and California. It's it's west, right? It's but LA in California. It's extreme west. Because we're talking about states. We're talking about states. It's yes. LA in California. No, we're not talking about states. It's we're LA. About you said I, I said Alabama. Yeah, but if, if you, we're talking if about you, cities, my city is in Huntsville, which no, has what no I'm coast. Saying is, no, what I'm saying is we're ta- so it's just, what you said. Coast. West coast and Florida is no, no. Florida is the cutoff. Trying to dodge it. Everything I would say that the South Coast would be somewhere in Mexico. No, Honestly. it's be but everything behind the, the 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 dick part of Florida is the South. Everything behind the dick part of Florida the is the part. South. But seriously, what? like the right side of the United <laughs> States is a coast on the east side. Right. I'm not if so first, back, though, the, the difference the east is coast. the difference. I'm not saying is, it like a rap beef. I'm just saying it like a coast. There's a legit difference between people who are east coast and who are southern, and I take but offense see, to the fact that you want me people, in. I'm looking at just the coast. <laughs> and we're not on a coast. Alabama is not on a coast. Like, you are trying to make this work, and it is only not. A, only a very small part of Alabama is on the coast. And it's, it is the southern coast of the United States, by the way. It's yes. literally this, and which, again, the south. <laughs> so, like, why you're trying to lump is all this east coast. And, oh, and yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, you, you can talk shit. Saying. I'm looking at a map now. Look. I don't, you can you can talk shit about us as Southerners, and because we are like we're real bullshit when it comes to hot sauce. No, y'all like, are really general. y'all are really South Coast. You're right. I just never fucking knew. I mean, <laughs> I should have because it's so right it's next like, to Louisiana, the, the South. Like it's the Southern coast of America. But Georgia's the East Coast. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> because the coastal part is on the East side. Sure. Yeah, like sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever North Carolina too like are we just gonna roll up yeah <laughs> just roll up the east coast are we gonna yeah. do that now okay but <laughs> yeah, from, from from Maine down to Florida that's all east that's everything south. on the back side of Florida across that's all the south yeah, no I'd say it like you said it the first time nigga like <laughs> that's Florida's dick <laughs> <laughs> But why is it Florida's dick and not America's dick? Like I don't understand that. Why is Florida's is, because America's because, dick is Captain America's? No, I think America's dick was. I thought of it as being Florida. I thought is it Texas now? Then where is America's dick? It has to be Texas because it's the biggest. Well, it's the most annoying. It it's is not the biggest. It's not the biggest state. That's uh, Alaska, actually. Yes. 
Yeah, but Alaska video. isn't like a flag isn't yeah, that's like, shaped. Also, yeah. is also like so that would not make, attached. That make uh, Alaska the detachable penis. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also not attached. Which I mean, like it doesn't have to be attached to be a penis, but like as an owner of an attached penis. Now I want to watch. I'm going with Texas. I feel like Florida. Texas is full of dicks. I'm. I'm. I'm I would full say of- Florida. I would say Florida. Florida fucks everything up, like oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, we're gonna go Florida's. I think Florida's America's dick. Yeah. Let's ask Google. Google, who is America's dick? I guess I say no, no, America's dick. There we go. Uh, Google says Dick Cheney. That also is accurate. I'll allow it. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, that's that's America's dick, Dick Cheney. I feel like that's where is a, Dick Cheney from, though? Florida. <laughs> no, um, he's from Lincoln, Nebraska. He's from Nebraska. Yeah, I saw that on Vice. Ugh. That was a good movie. No, I mean Nebraska. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that uh, was for. Ah. Midwest. Do we even know anything about Nebraska? Like, it's, other than- yeah, yeah, it's where the ill niggas fuck. come from. The who? It's where the ill niggas come from. Is you the illest nigga in Nebraska? I have no idea what you're talking about. No clue. Nigga, for I real? Need, I need context. Is you <laughs> the illest nigga in Nebraska? I I can't. I mean, if I'm in Nebraska, I just, I, by no, default, I it's, assume it's, I am. It's, it's from Belly. I don't remember that. That's what Method Man said to the nigga who was dropping dimes on people. Are you sure? They were in Nebraska? <laughs> that wasn't Little Rock? You sure that wasn't Arkansas? That's what I said. You, you sure that wasn't Little Rock? <clears throat> There's a song called Illest Nigga in Nebraska, so I think he might be right. He's correct. Wow. Yeah, it's from Belly. It's the illest nigga in Nebraska. He he is correct. We don't remember that at all. It's been a minute since I've seen Belly. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I don't remember sworn, that at all. It was like, I wait, sworn what? Was, I could have sworn that was Arkansas. Niggas remember two things from Belly. Uh, the ill uh, beginning with uh, how, how do you want it? I remember and that. And DMX having sex with Jane from uh, Bronx Tale. That's all the thing I, I really remember that. That's pretty much the only thing I, I watched it for. It was like, hell, let me just real quick see DMX fuck somebody. That's right. DMX was the. No, I'm joking. Honestly, uh, that's all I for real remember from Belly. And that, I think it was because of the age I was at. I for real just remember the sex scenes. I just like, uh, and how to be a player. All I remember is the fucking. I don't remember any of the actual plot, if there was one. So, fellas. Um... Hold on, before we move before we move on, I got I gotta say this. I've been listening to this podcast. It's called Mogul. And uh the it has two seasons. The first season was about Chris Lighty. I feel like this has happened before. Because of the D because of the DMX thing. Um apparently uh DMX uh punched Chris Lighty in the face because I, I Chris Lighty's brother ago. said something uh negative about DMX's album. 
and in order to settle it so they wouldn't fucking kill each other, um, somebody made a deal where Chris Lighty got paid a whole bunch of money off of DMX's first album, so DMX didn't get nearly as much money as he thought he was going to get. The fuck does that have to do with anything, Kobe Bryant? Thank you. Because like, it was, it was that podcast was really interesting. Okay, but what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Also, you like that wasn't okay, but like no one asked for any of that. Like, why did why did you make me listen to this? We were literally. I was telling you about mogul motherfuckers. Don't nobody care. The second season is. And you also said we talked about this already, which we all confirmed. I like how none of us are supportive of any of this. (laughs) Hold on, wait. We did not. We did not talk. We we didn't talk about mogul before. Yes, we did. I swear to God, as soon as you said mogul, I had deja vu. Like we have had this conversation. We talked about mogul. No, we I didn't. We God. talked oh about the other one where I was um, doing the. There was another one that was. Uh, Nigga, doing it's not big, you. Uh, I was talking about Mogul because I mentioned how the third season was all about the Florida sound, and then I talked about Chris Lighty. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did y'all talk about it on the show where I wasn't around? No, you were no, here. You were. Yeah. I mean, like we. I mean, we thought you were. In retrospect, maybe you were not so much here. <laughs> That's why when you said mogul, I was like, "Wait a minute, we've had this conversation." Wait a second. Yeah. I <laughs> um, I, and but, you know, I don't look at girls, so like, I wouldn't know that. I like how but I like do want to say this. Um, I have been listening to that show that you were talking about a few weeks ago, and please don't go back into it, because I swear to God, that was the worst part of the podcast, that episode, where you were talking about the uh, Bill Clinton shit. Oh, yeah, thank you. But um, the third season of that is about Tupac and Biggie. That's why I started listening. Yeah, I ran out of the Tupac and so listening to that shit now as an adult and, and hearing shit that I didn't hear or didn't know as a kid when there was no internet or anything like that, Dude, I'm so ashamed of myself, and I'm so ashamed of Tupac. Yes, very much so. Like, the whole East Coast, West Coast thing was largely fabricated by Tupac. Yes. Yeah. Not and just it, that, it, it, but the it, it, way it, it, that he treated C. Dolores Tucker and treated Faith were, like, dude, like, we literally were walking up and down the street talking about Dolores Tucker, he's a motherfucker. Like, she, yeah. was, a, she was a civil rights leader. Um, I... I was not walking up and down the street saying that. Like, <laughs> I just want to clarify. Like, I never. I'm not even trying to distance myself from that. I'm just saying, like, were you going up and down the street singing the words to hit him up? No. So, like, I like that didn't. I think again because we were in the south. All a lot of that just kind of like we remember it, but the south never forgets. But. uh it it didn't really like none of us were really fucking with it like that. And even then, like like if anything was getting played it was Biggie, who was just as terrible and all of that. But I'm not I'm just saying like to your point, I guess I didn't get that experience because like it just didn't hit like that for us. Yeah. I I love how the show does the whole like Biggie and Faith got married and he started cheating on her pretty much immediately. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, dude, you, he wasn't even married like a week before he got started. Before he started fucking around. Really? A week. Oh, damn. Also, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Derek. <clears throat> yeah. So, but 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 slow burn is really good. I, I dig it. So, 
yeah, I I guess I will not try and absolve myself of this or distance myself. Not trying to distance or absolve. I'm just telling the truth. Like it just it didn't hit for us like that. It didn't I, hit for you then. The, the, the Tupac thing didn't hit for us at all. Really? Right. Like like honestly, it just it was not played over like it, in the South especially. I can say like we were too busy. So when all that shit was happening with Tupac and Biggie, like Outcast was happening and Goody Mob was happening. And like Dungeon Family was happening, and so like we were too busy like listening to all that shit. Like Luda was like doing like Incognito, like all that shit was happening for us. And so it was just kind of like stop you there real quick. I just I just want to stop you there real quick. Nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six. Outcast might have been on their first album. Second, actually, no, 96. It might have been on the third, 95. He died in 96. That's what I'm saying. So, so like, like AT Aliens was out in 94. Uh, Goody Mob had just dropped, I want to say, not Cell Therapy, but the other one, Soul Food. Yeah, like there's a bunch of shit that dropped in the south, like y'all weren't fucking with it. We were fucking with and, it, and over but and over here. What I'm saying uh, is the only thing that was, was a out much when... bigger song, much bigger song. Wait, what? Who shot you was a much bigger song here. I would say I've heard "Who Shot You" on the radio more than I heard anything by Tupac. Exactly. Like the first for real Tupac song I I like remember hearing on the radio was uh, "California Love." That got played a lot, but then everything else, like all that... I I get around got some burn. <laughs> yeah, but like all the beef shit. I don't know why, but I know it, it did not get played very much here. Most of the time when I even heard it, it was like when I was watching like MTV or it was like like national shit, but locally it really didn't get played here. And I don't, I can say that I, I remember that era more for like what was happening in Atlanta because of the proximity to Atlanta that I, I, I was in. But I don't, I knew about the stuff happening with Tupac, but it just wasn't something that happened on the radio for us. I am always shocked to hear about anything from other areas of the United States. Because we listen to Outkast out here. We listen to Tupac. Some niggas listen to Biggie and and the Wu-Tang Clan and all that. It's just Mm -hmm. funny to hear that on the East Coast in New York, or in Virginia or whatever, y'all listen exclusively to this one thing. And in the South, you listen exclusively to this one thing. It wasn't exclusive. It was just, it was more prominent than anything It was else. exclusive. You just I, I didn't listen say, to Tupac at all. It's not even, it's just I, like no, that all was the personal. radio. That Again, was I'm saying like a choice that you made. Oh yeah, that's the, true. The, the not listening <laughs> to Tupac thing, that was personal. I didn't that's what I just said. Tupac, but like the, the fact, it, it, wasn't it wasn't like, like it wasn't could, there. Yeah, it was like, like basically when we're talking about radio play, which is what kind of, especially in that era is what shaped what you listen to radio play for outcasts, radio play for goody mob on the West coast. Wasn't popping. Like you may hit, you had knew about who they were and you may hear like maybe once or twice a day, you hear their songs. No, no you, soul food and, 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 and cell therapy were, were cracking out here. Well, what I'm saying is that like, 
Now the, the, the they don't that. dance no more. That didn't get as much burn. Oh, they got crazy burn here. Like they played that shit. For to real? Death. Bands were playing that shit here, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's just the 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 um. <laughs> Not they don't dance no more. Band, they say that they don't dance no more before they play Hey. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck it. And, and that's, every, that's every year. They still do that. They don't dance no more was like a huge hit through here. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what I'm saying is that like songs that are hits in certain regions get a lot more airplay. And while you're like, well, we heard those songs and they were getting played. Okay. But I guarantee you, if we went back and look at records, Tupac's songs got way more airplay and got played way more where like you couldn't this was like when i was in miami you can't turn on the radio in miami without hearing a goddamn pitbull song it's fucking irritating and like you can't switch you could switch stations and it'd be like one pitbull song to the next like this pitbull song here's pitbull being street here's pitbull being club it's like god damn it i can't get away from pitbull and like it's just certain regions or, or like at that same region it, before Pitbull was Trick Daddy and before Trick Daddy it was fucking uh, Luke like in those regions they're so played and they have so much pull because everyone is listening to it and it's just the South for Tupac was not that region like we if, if Tupac had started taking shots at like Outkast and, and they'd started beefing then we would have gotten pulled in like what but honestly <laughs> For most people in the South, we already kind of like hated everybody else because none of y'all fucked with our shit. And then when all of that shit was going on and then Andre said the South got something to say, like that filled us with so much of like, fuck Thank yeah. You. Like it would that's, it that's how something. we all felt. Like it meant it meant so much. Like you can there's like pieces that you can see like of documentaries and stuff like that of like that time. And like you can see like southern artists and southern people um remember that moment way more fondly than all up in the videos. Yeah, like dancing, like that—that doesn't—that didn't resonate with us the same way that the South got something to say, did it? Yeah, it was like like we got a mixtape, ain't nobody trying to hear it. I'm saying South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that shit was hot. Like it still gives me chills. Like that shit was like that's how we all felt. And like I I puffed my chest out a little bit when I said it. And the worst, (laughs) the worst part about it, I guess the it's not even that. It's it's this whole like when you're a southern, especially like when you're from the deep south and you go someplace else like the west coast, you go to the east coast, like you get clowned for being southern. Like how dare you stay in this place where there's racism? How dare you live in this place? Oh, you know you're a fucking hick. You're a bama. Blah blah blah. The fuck, the fucking term bama is a slur, and this is where I'm fucking from. So like a lot of that turns into a chip on the shoulder of a person who comes from that. Like I walk around with a chip on my shoulder every single day about the fact that I'm Southern to the point that, you know, my wife, when I took her back to the South, like she was like really trying to sneak this in. And I found, I was like, we ain't going to be doing this shit. Like you've never lived here. You don't know shit about these people. You, you don't like until someone has, and you got called the, and we had a whole conversation about this too. The first time she ever got called a nigga to her face was like four years ago. I was like, you know what? You can step the fuck back on racism. Cause I don't <laughs> think you've seen it. Like you haven't experienced this. You haven't lived around these people. You don't know what it's like. So like, I get the, like all of your context for this is coming from a movie and from all this bullshit that you hear from people. Like I've spent years in this goddamn shit. Like I know what's around me and I know what it is. So, like, if, if I call racism and some shit in the South, it's because, like, yeah, I have the context for it. And if I'm like, nah, it's not really racist. It's just mad traditional. Again, context for it. But it's, like, it's hard to to legit 
help people or get people to understand that like like just because we're southern doesn't mean like like something's fucking wrong with us and like we are like nothing we do is dope or like nothing that we have to say is worth listening to and like that's just the the feeling that that gives you like then that's really just you know shout out to andre for even when he's not rapping just in like a couple of words just nailing how everyone feels It's weird going to other places because I don't even have a really deep Southern accent, but the moment I go somewhere outside of the South and speak, they immediately know. Yeah. And I don't have one at all. And a lot of that is because (laughs) like growing up being told that shit wasn't great. Like imagine, you know, everyone around you is Southern and sounds Southern and that's how they all sound. And to an extent, you know, I have a little bit of it. But then, you know, just being told, like, oh, no, nah, don't sound like that. That's sound, that's the sound of, like, ignorance and stupidity. And, like, I know people who have PhDs who are sound mad Southern, like, just you and, and get called hicks and yokels and fucking have PhDs. And it's like, okay, like, just because I sound Southern by default, I'm, I'm an idiot. Is that what we're doing? Or if you're Black and you stay in the South, like, well, something must be fucking wrong with you. Like, why would you stay around all that racism and all? Like, you just assume it's just goddamn Mississippi burning every goddamn day. Yeah, it's a it's the same way that we don't we don't understand that a lot a lot of people don't understand about Africa and like there's Correct. actually like buildings and culture <laughs> and like cities, yeah, technology. Cities. Yeah. <laughs> or the same way that when y'all first met me, every time that I said a word, y'all would say Mark ass buster on the end of it. Oh, well, we yeah. did that to, to Scar too every time he said son. I mean, that was yeah, that was but I fun. never said Mark ass buster, he said son. I never said it. <laughs> True. I mean, but it is funny to hear you say I it mean, now. <laughs> like the, the, but like, oh, wait, actually, I, th- I think the thing we give you the most t- hardest time with is daughter, right? Like, no, it's it's on and on. Oh, yeah, arms. Fuck you. Orms. On and on. It's, it is not even like. It's fun. <laughs> like, it's, cause like, like another person from the West Coast that. Uh, I absolutely love, but uh, Ricky sounds so much like he's, you know, Ricky sounds like he is from, he did, he's, he sounds like he walked out of the boys in the hood. That's the only way I can really put it. Like every time I like to the point where like, every time I talk to him, I'm always just like, are we going to do a drive by or like what's happening right now? And I love him to death, but he is so West coast. And that's been the best part of my experience living here. It's just meeting people and being like, oh no, this isn't, this is based on real people. <laughs> like, it's dope. I kind of like that. Like, you sound really West Coast, Orms. <sighs> Orms. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of, it's, it's dope. It's, uh, I mean, it's what, it was what makes America great, right? <laughs> Is that we all sound weird. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot what the fuck we're, oh, yes. So, even though y'all don't give a shit, but you do now. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like when y'all yeah, were now. younger, you may not have 
listen to you may not have had that wide variety and 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 with spotify now it's a wider thing but i think even before spotify and even before the internet i think that y'all open yourselves up more to music outside of your comfort zone your area like i kind of get what you're saying uh like so i had a reverence for tupac that I guess the older I get, the more I kind of like really introspectively look at it. Like, well, not introspectively, but like retrospectively look at everything he's done. I, I kind of start to lose it a little bit. Like, the same man who did Changes is also the man who did Hit Him Up. Exactly. And it's like, and the man who like, who did a, oh, what is it? Uh, keep your head a, up. Brenda, keep your head up. Brenda's got a baby is also the same man who like, Nigga, just keep going back to hit him purposely. up because that is well, no, like I said, horrible. Well, I was gonna say purposely. I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. Either purposely or, or you know, accidentally, like fucks Faith Evans with the intention of it being like I fucked your bitch. Like here's the kill shot. It never happened. Yep. Or he made it up. He yep. made it up completely. Perfect. He, he already had that in according to the according to the podcast. He already had that in his mind that he was going to do, and he was going to set this thing up to to portray it in this way. Why'd you have to drop the according to the podcast, man? You could have just said he already had this because I didn't know any of this until the podcast. You didn't have to drop that. Quit, quit trying to make the podcast happen. It's not going to happen. No, I'm just saying until it's, that it's, I didn't I know. know. You just, I didn't say, know you just say it right, but. Quit trying to make the podcast happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny to me. I'm going to stop. <laughs> but, no, it's... And, um, I mean, as a person who was knee-deep in this whole thing, like, the age of 15 to 16 was when this all hit off, and I was more than happy to just... Rage and ride alongside. Let's let's not start talking about social media and, and riding on people now. Um, yeah. Man, could you imagine if social media existed in this time period? Not, I can already see it. People are following their favorites off cliffs every single day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, um, but no, what I was going to say is, as a fifteen-year-old, I had no problem with you know this is my first couple of times cussing anyway, so I didn't stop to think about the fact that Tupac went from this introspective guy in the first two albums talking about police brutality and talking about um, child pregnancy and 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 all this kind of stuff and 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 single mother households and all this kind of stuff to when he got out of jail, just straight up fuck everybody and they. And and it really all does boil back to the sexual assault case that he went to jail for. Like when he got out of jail, he was thoroughly misogynistic. Yeah. And I mean, he, he changed. It, it was, he went from like, we got to do better for our, our people. We got to do better for our mothers. We got to do better for ourselves to like, fuck that bitch. And it's like, it's, it's, it's sad when you see it because it is essentially where like one, I assume bad experience for him. I I get that it was really bad, but for that her. for her, for him, I feel like the, it wasn't good for anyone across the board. Well, but I mean, if he was clearly, one who was assaulting her, then fuck him. Well, I don't know if he actually, so the story is, is that I don't know if, if she ever really, Mm-mm-mm. 
So I don't know. I don't know all the details of the story. Is what I will say. So I don't, I, and I, I don't remember enough of it to say anything about it. Like I remember what I remember from as a fifteen-year-old is there was as a fifteen-year-old again hearing this, and I haven't looked back at it since. So you know, let me make sure I say that. But as a fifteen-year-old, I remember seeing. I remember seeing that feeling like there was gray area there. I don't know if there was now. And I'm pretty sure if I looked up and, and read some, I might. And find that's out what happened. I went back and listened to this podcast, and I was like, "Damn, that's what happened." So there was because no as a 15 year old, okay. I I didn't really wait. So he doesn't get the whole "Don't let the podcast happen." No, nah, because he hadn't been pushing it for the last like 15 minutes. So what I, I didn't say according to podcast, I was pushing a different one. I didn't say according to minute 13, but you just said no. I went back and listened to a podcast and now I like, I have more information. Okay. Yeah. Like this. Bullshit. He had like two other dudes <laughs> in the room with him and they wouldn't let her out. Okay. So now that's what I'm saying. I don't have that information because exactly. I remember when it, when yeah. MTV, when MTV did its report on it, they, they were hella vague. Very yeah. and according, I, I according to her, she she showed up for for an encounter with him, and he suggested that she take care. Yeah, she she take care of everybody, and when she refused, they wouldn't let her leave. Or when she declined, uh, they wouldn't let her leave. Uh, and um, I also want to okay. point out, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Is also problematic as shit. I feel like at that point, it's just rape. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, so after I heard that on the show, that was like strike one. It was like, oh shit. I didn't know that. And then um they talked about just how old Dolores Tucker is. See, Dolores Tucker was like sixty-five years old, dude. That's like your grandma saying, Y'all need to turn that fucking music. That's like that's like the old woman in Amer in the Wu Tang American saga who was telling the dudes to turn the music down and somebody threw a brick through her window. Nigga, I was so hot at that dude. I was like, How dare you bust up that woman's house because she's asking you to turn the music down. But that's yeah, I was upset about Dolores that too. Tucker. Yeah. Even and, Eminem and, and, had words against Dolores Tucker. Yes, very much so. And it's like she's an old woman. Like nigga, this is like on the wire where they where they shot somebody's crown off on uh you they they knocked somebody's crown off on on Sunday. You you don't you don't fuck with an old woman's crown. You don't do that. But we literally let Tupac knock this woman's crown off. And Will's like, you had it coming because you talked about Tupac. Yeah, I'm, through through rap music, I have gleefully called that lady a bitch. And there's a song called You Wonder Why We Call You Bitch. Where the nigga literally says, you, we want to let you know why we call these hoes bitches. Like, dude, I'm listening to this. And now I'm sitting at work listening to this show and really just dwelling on what I used to be like and I'm so can, ashamed of myself. Can I like so I, I actually just had to look all this up. I did not even know that Tupac did this with Dolores Tucker. Mm-hmm. Like this is all like news to me actually. I was like whoa. Again like this, so of course, uh, this all came up because it, it started with a police encounter where somebody shot a cop and Tupac was playing in the car and then Tupac became 
this 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 big deal and this public menace just because Tupac was playing in a car where a guy shot a cop. And it was and, like for in in regards to Dolores Tucker, to me personally, it felt like I've had situations where people who are mad at me would mention me in places where I shouldn't even have been mentioned. Like, oh yeah, this is like fucking Rashani. <laughs> That's what it felt like with Tupac. Like on how do you want it out of nowhere? He was just like, Dolores Tucker, you's a motherfucker. Like, why? What does she do? She ain't even in this song. Why is the hatred happening, Pac? But that's what it was. It just kind of rose. The Lord took you the motherfucker. Like it. But just what kinda, does it have to do with how do you want it? it? I mean, it just it just it just works as a as a rhyme. It works as a rhyme. It does. But it was just like, dude, like, are you defending? Are you defending it because it rhymes well, motherfucker? Like, no, I'm just saying that. that you I'm just like, no, no, it's just it rhymes so good. So we gotta. If it rhymes, you must have quit. Like, I can't. I couldn't make it rhyme quick enough. But you see what I'm doing. But seriously, it's like I sat there and I listened to it, and then I thought about what I used to listen to, and I, I and the I think yeah. the reason why it beat me up so much is because I'm that dude. Like when it comes to Pac, that was my dude, and I can't justify any of his actions. Finally, I can't say this how I felt when this happened, except to say I felt just dirty. Hmm. Well, I feel like, obviously, like, um, as a society and as a culture, I think to an extent we've grown, but like as individuals, we all grow. And obviously the the, the key here is that you're not that person anymore. And I get well, yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know all that shit. What I'm saying is. <laughs> like, I get like, well, no, no, I get like feeling bad about like how you were, but I mean, ultimately it's good you that you. Go back and. Yeah, it's like, it's. it's it's good that you you acknowledge that you know that you were problematic. I think we all can acknowledge that at, at points in our lives we were. The key here is is that there's still growth to be done, and also like flagellating yourself over the past can't really undo the past. Like if we could go back and change it, we would, but we can't. So you know, the acknowledgement. I also of mentioned it, how um, Tupac and Biggie had, in essence, reduced faith from being a woman into just being a part of a beef. Yeah. Faith herself said that. And I, I, I hate the, the, the biggest problem for me was like, you know, this is before we could really hear these people speak a lot in these interviews and stuff like that. And they weren't as accessible as, as something like that would be now um but the fact that biggie this whole town is just like no i'm gonna be an adult here and we're not gonna do anything we're not gonna retaliate we're not gonna do any of this crazy shit it was 100 it seemed almost like it was like 100 tupac but like eventually biggie had to die because of what happened to tupac when he didn't have nothing to do with this shit That man had to die for nothing. Well, he made he made response tracks. No, he didn't. Was not get money uh, a response track? Did didn't Biggie do like a whole like? I could have sworn like didn't Biggie never he has never addressed 
Tupac in uh, in song except for that one line in Brooklyn's Finest where he made it a joke. I could have sworn Get Money was a uh, was a response. No, it was that get if Get Money was a response, it's a response to Faith, not Tupac. Yeah, uh, I think that what we can get Biggie for is being a horrible husband and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But in all honesty, he realized that he didn't do anything and he didn't want any part of it as far as this. But he basically beat up Faith. Yeah. Yes. Like, he may not have wanted it with Tupac, but he definitely wanted that smoke with Faith. So, I don't know. It's just this whole thing. It 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 fucks with me. Like finding out that this like finding out that your hero was shit. Complete and utter trash. Yeah. And I'm I mean from like the, the age of eleven all the way up to the age of thirty nine for me. This is mind blowing. I mean, like, so I don't know if this is a helpful statement, and I apologize if it is not, but I was going to say, like, it's to some degree, like, all of our heroes are kind of terrible. Like, obviously, there are some people who are trying to be better, but at the end of the day, I feel like, especially if we're pointing at, like, if heroes are, are like, you know, rappers uh, and people who make what is, let's just be honest, a wildly misogynistic genre. Like, yeah. Like if, if those are our heroes or people who, who you know make films or, or entertainment are our heroes, then I think at the end of the day, we're kind of doomed to have that realization. I think maybe if heroes are people that like do things that we can see on, on an everyday basis uh, that are helpful. Uh, and like we see people that are, you know, everyday heroes that like do things to support the community, do things to take care of those who cannot, you know, who are less vulnerable or excuse me, more vulnerable than themselves. I think if those are your heroes and you'll never really feel as if those people are, are shitty, but, but even then they still could be because there's people who are like leaders in churches who have turned out to be pieces of shit. I think ultimately the point here is, is that like, yeah, at any given point, another human being that you hold up as a hero can ultimately be a piece of shit, but you can still try to find people who are, uh, you know, examples or exemplary who are trying to be better. And, and if, hopefully they don't turn out to be a piece of shit. But I feel like if it's an entertainer, Oh, no. 98 to 99% chance. Niggas that shot up the Bayou Classic? Who the fuck shoots up the Bayou Classic? Get the fuck out of here. You serious? You're in the South where there's guns all over the place and white folks who weren't worried about having guns all over the place. It was bound to happen. It's the Bayou Classic, though. Nigga, they shoot up the state fair. Shut the fuck up. If you want to ask somebody about it, it should be incumbent upon them to have a metal detector. 
Yeah, but it's like, the Bayou Classic, nigga. They shot up the London Bridge. No, that was a stabbing, but the Bayou Classic like is uh, like historically black college. So I think he's saying like that might have been racially charged. I guess God, I hate that term. That might have been racist. So like the intent behind that might have been racist. Mm. We get things shot up all the time out here. Real talk. I'm I'm at this point in time. I'm just like, folks got guns and they have evil intentions. When they shot up a church, you wasn't like they shot up a church in Charleston. But the Bayou Classic. Actually, when they shot up a church in Charleston, I was pretty upset about that too. Nah, we had podcasts. Scar wasn't like they shot up a church in Charleston, no, but they well, shot up the yeah. Bayou Classic. And I realized that's what you, you love music and you love bands. And so that's why it hits you differently. But that's the problem. We don't get involved until things hit us differently. What are we talking because, about? <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, they shot the Bayou Classic. And I'm like, yeah, it happens. But let something else get shot up. And I'll be like, damn, they shot this up. Like they shot up a school. Oh, they shot this up. And it's different for each of us instead of just saying, why the fuck do we still have these guns? At this point, I feel like a lot of us are asking why the fuck we still have these guns. The majority of us are asking that question. The problem is this a very vocal minority that is powerful enough to hold it up. Like there's a NRA, but there's not like a coalition of people against guns. Like think about that. There's a coalition and lobbies, lobbyists for people with guns, but where's the coalition for people who are against it? Is there a coalition for people against guns? That has the clout. Yeah, that has the clout and the but money that the NRA has. But against bad people with guns, and it's it's just the folks with guns. Seriously. Cops, white people, the Klan. Oh, we're just, we're just, you know, the only thing that's going to stop a bad person with a gun is the good yes, person with a gun. You just named all the same person. Exactly. <laughs> it was just, that was just one dude. You're like cops, white people, the Klan. Really dude. just Charles. It's just <laughs> one dude. It's really just Charles. <laughs> God damn it, Charles. <laughs> He's like, oh, you got me. I'm all of those things at once. All of the above. <laughs> but I'm sorry that the Bayou Classic got shot up. Do you got any more information about it? No, nah, it's still um, pending. Said, the, yeah, it said uh, 11 people. 11 people. Um, uh, none confirmed dead. Um, just 11 people got hit. So hopefully everybody's going to be all right. It said it happened <laughs> once in 2016 as well. At least 11 injured after shooting in Bayou Classic football game in New Orleans. But it it didn't happen at the actual Bayou Classic. Yeah, because it's in fucking New Orleans. It's wait. It, it, it happened between three twenty and three twenty five a.m. in the seven hundred block of Canal Street. It didn't happen at the actual yeah. classic. It was just down the street from Bourbon Street. So, dude, you go to there and then you party at the French Quarter. Like that's the but point what of I'm having the game in it New wasn't Orleans. At, what I thought was that somebody got into the Bayou Classic. And inside the Somebody Bayou shot. Classic started shooting. No. 
That's what no. I initially thought. Was like <laughs> thought somebody so got in inside started, the no, yeah. not inside the stadium. And that's what I was talking about when I was saying like the the gun, the metal detectors, and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was inside the stadium, which would have been horrific. I feel like inside the stadium, more than eleven would have gotten hurt. That's a oh that's yeah, a, yeah, it's a real tight space. because niggas would have got trampled. Yeah, it's that's a real tight space. That's a, little, a recipe for disaster. I never told you about when I almost got trampled. That shit is scary as shit. Like, oh, you I can literally feel like you're about to suffocate. Well, because you technically are. Yeah, it's scary. Because you're very close to dying. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've never been trampled, but I have been, like, <clears throat> like you know, when a sea of people comes towards you and you're like, oh, shit. That's I have been, run. <laughs> yeah, I have been there. And, like, I, I, I know better than to try to be like, I'm going to stand against. I was like, nah, like. I don't know what we're all moving towards, but let's run that way. And like, the niggas all... who get, like, the folks who are up against the glass at, like, Black Friday at Walmart who would get mm-hmm. trampled. Because as soon as you get tossed off your feet, that's it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, because motherfuckers are not going to stop to not step on you. Because if they stop, they going down with you. Yep. Which the crazy part is, is if everyone was just like, yo, chill. We can all get out of here if we just calm down and, like, let's, like, pick people off the floor. Let's go. We would all get out. We probably all would be fine, but motherfuckers never do that in the moment. It's just like, ah, and then I gotta just, do this. And the crazy part is like cattle does that shit. And we, we just fucking cattle. That's what happens. We just turn the goddamn cattle. It's mm-hmm. for all of our supposed like advances and how we're supposed to be so intelligent. We're dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. Stampede! Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking how Mufasa died. You could just have a whole bunch of humans and he still would have fucking died the same way. Mm-hmm. We could kill Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> so Mandalorian's <laughs> on episode four now. Oh man, Baby Yoda is taking over the internet. Man, they finally put Baby Yoda up for sale. Say what? No. Just in time for Christmas, you can buy a Baby Yoda doll. I saw a Baby Yoda doll on, on Twitter, but it was not a Baby Yoda doll that I would give someone. No. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, man. That Baby Yoda is ugly. It looked like it, looked like it came out of the Clone Wars cartoon. <laughs> it looked like a gremlin. It was just like, what? what is this? I don't know. I... Aren't the gremlins, uh, didn't the puppets, uh, weren't the puppets made by the same people? That's Baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda's a puppet. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Wait, are you saying Baby Yoda and the gremlins are the same because they're both puppets? And weren't the puppets made by the same people? If, if... Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. I was going to say, like, yes, they are technically the same because they're both created by people, people and they are puppets. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I assume the Baby Yoda is not an actual puppet. It's a fucking CGI, nope. right? No, Baby Yoda is a puppet. Um, I just saw a, um, a, a article from what's his name Warner Herzog that played mm-hmm. the, the the old guy who um, 
did all of this stuff, like the guy, yep. the guy who paid him the the steal or whatever. Wow, you're um, getting real deep in the weeds here, buddy. The, the, <laughs> guy, the guy who the gave weeds. the guy who gave him the job. Yeah, you don't have to tell. Get, you don't have to tell me all that. You could just push, keep but, pushing. He was in the show. Keep going. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't care. But He's apparently, in the show. he was very adamant that they not do anything digitally. They, they did, uh, I, the, according to the article, there was they did two passes of the scene where one with the puppet and then they were going to shoot one without and he refused to do the scene oh for for without the puppet oh so they couldn't do cgi right okay that's bold no i mean i i didn't know you could just be like you're not gonna do cgi because i'm not gonna participate I, didn't, I yeah. thought they were just like, cool, we'll just use this puppet this time and then we'll Old CGI that shit anyway. Old white man. Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Solid point. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know you could just be like, nah. <laughs> I, I think about that sometimes. Like, cause I, I, at my job now, there's, there's nothing I'm like, no to. Like it's like yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. I don't know what I can't. I guess what I can de- decline. I really don't. Like that's a privilege to have. I just realized. Like the privilege of knowing what you can say no to, or just knowing that no is an option. what I found is that there are people who will say no to things and then get mad at you for saying no to the exact same things to them. Yeah. That's what I found. I found there's a hypocrisy in the word. No, there's a lot of it and nobody wants to confront their place in that hypocrisy. And so that's why so many people don't want to say no, because they know that no can be dangerous. I mean, in the context of a job, though. So, like, even in the context of a job, my boss can say no to something. But if I say no to something to my boss, that's a completely different conversation. That's me being insubordinate to something that he will crow to everybody as a war story and not actually my boss. My boss is good people. I've never actually had this situation with him, but I've had other bosses who were way more petty, who would look at you like, how dare you say no to something I just said no to? Same. I had a boss where if I'm like, yo, I don't have time to do that, I had to explain what else I was doing. And then it would Justify your time. Yeah, justify why I was spending time on it. And then it was just like, well, don't spend time on it. And so then it was just like, well, you just throw this out the window. You're not spending time on this anymore. And it was like, okay. And that shit... Like, it's stressful to work in that environment where you're just like, I feel as if I need to say yes to everything because if I say no, you'll just criticize how I'm using my time and then I'll have to say yes anyway. It was terrible. Shout out to my asshole boss, who I'm so happy when I quit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It was to the point where I almost didn't do a two weeks notice. It was, I was like a week, really. It was just like, yeah, I'm quitting next week. So, uh, 
Y'all, good luck trying to fill this position. I am out. Don't worry. I don't want to use you as a reference, but don't ask me to be a reference for you either. No, I will not help you find a new employee, and I'm not training shit. Um, like, I, I gave them two weeks, and then I didn't do shit for two weeks. And I literally, on my last day of work there, locked the drawer, put all the stuff into it, locked the drawer, and then um, almost closed the drawer completely and pulled the key out of the lock and put the key into the drawer. Sorry, I'm still trying to follow. So I locked the drawer. Got it. And then because you have, I unlocked the drawer and then I locked the drawer back up and I closed it almost where it would click. But then I was still able to take the key off my keychain, off the key ring and out the uh, lock and slide it into the drawer and close it. So all the information they needed was closed up in this locked drawer that could only be open with that one key. Okay. On it. All right. I also deleted the whole database that I made. Wow. So I didn't do any of that. I just, uh, I trained another person and I, I was very, uh, I, I did a great job training them. I left a lot of documentation. I was like, here's all the stuff that I use. Here's, you know, here's, uh, you know, my sales methods. Uh, we talked about like how, you know, Hey, this, this job is, uh, people are going to call you, uh, not to buy houses, but just to say shit to you on the phone and no one's going to back you up on it. You're just going to have to take that shit. <laughs> it's, that's what your life is going to be. Uh, and that, that I, I think I, I did a great job training and then I, uh, they, they just didn't fill my position after I left. The person who was going to do it, uh, did it for a week and apparently was crying at the end of the week and was like, I can't do this anymore. And they were like, all right, we'll hire someone. They never hired anyone else in. They just replaced me actually with a chat bot online. So like I got replaced with, uh, my job that was a job that used to pay people is now just a chat pot. Doesn't yeah, exist I, I, um, my boss is one of those bosses who, uh, told me I didn't want to hire you. Dope. But <clears throat> you were like the fifth choice, but the first person flamed out and she went down the list of all the people that she had hired before she had to hire me. So from that point on, it was like, fuck you. Yeah. Anybody who tries to get you to be loyal to them by showing you or saying how disloyal they were to you, you should be grateful that I gave you this opportunity. Nah, fuck you. Fuck you. You ruined it all right there. That whole opening statement. I don't even know what you're going to say. I should be grateful. I've never had this. Like a shitty boss? You never yeah, had a every, shitty every, boss. Every, every, I mean, I've had bosses that I didn't really like very much, but I never had ones that were like so intentionally shitty that I felt. Oh, like I, I had a, I had a boss in the first, I want to say three weeks of my job, uh, literally looked me in the face and was like, get your shit together. I'm going to fire you. And I was just like, I am still trying to learn my job. Like I don't even, and, and half the time, the reason I didn't understand what's going on is because she'd be like, do this thing. And I'm like, okay. And then I start doing that thing. And then she come back out and be like, why are you doing this thing that I asked you to do? And I'm like, because you told me to do it. And she'd be like, you should have known that what I needed was this. And then she'd storm off. And I'd be like, what? 
so like I, I was supposed to like intuitively have known what you meant. It was that, it was that for three weeks. <laughs> and then she threatened to fire me. And then I had a really good week and she was like, all right, I'm not going to fire you. And I, so for a week I was just sweating bullets. Like, all right, so my next fuck up is going to be me getting fired. And it was just like, what I started doing honestly was when she told me to do stuff, I'd be like, so what do you really want me to do? And then we would have a conversation where she'd be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, so you asked me to do this, but last time you asked me to do this, what you really wanted was this. Do you want me to do this this time? Or are you trying to find out, do you want me to do this? And then finally she was like, no, what I mean is this, this, and this. And I was like, you sure? And she'd be like, yeah. And then I'd do that thing. And then when I came back, I would always be like, you told me to do this, this, and this. I did these things. And that's how I got through that last week. But that's a stressful last way to work your life. Like, Another stressful last life. way is when somebody, be it your boss or a significant other or anybody, your boss, let's just say your boss, because your boss okay. probably has done this to you. We need to have a meeting at three o'clock. And it's like nine. <laughs> I kind and of understand just that. Walk away, leaving you to be like, did I do something? Oh, okay. Did somebody did I did I do did did I do something? Like it's easy to walk up to somebody and say, you know what, we need to meet up at three o'clock. It's nothing big. You didn't do anything. We just need to talk about this. Instead of your boss who you know you've had tension with coming up to you and saying, We need to talk at three o'clock. Yeah. So my boss now will do the second thing that she said, which she'll be like, Hey, it's meeting at three, not that big a deal, just need to run through some stuff and she'll just, you know, let you know. Like, yeah, you're not in trouble, no good. big deal. Great. She's fantastic. My old boss, however, did this shit that you did where like every meeting you walked in, you were just like, what the what fuck is happening? And you would just be like walking in and looking in her face like, is she smiling? Is she happy? If she's happy, maybe I'm not in trouble. Is there a union steward here? Is somebody else here? <laughs> no, none of the, there was never anyone else in the meetings. And that was another weird thing about the meetings between us. There was never anyone else. She would, it would always be like me and her only. And she would either chew me out or it would be like, she's happy and she wants me to do something. I, and it would, I would never know. And when I would always assume that there would be no one there because like a lot of times when she was chewing me out, she would say some mad inappropriate shit. It was mad inappropriate to the point where I was like, yo, I feel like I could report you to HR for this. So, Yeah. It was it was like being in an abusive relationship. Really. I've never been in a situation like this where I wasn't at the very least partially to blame. So to an extent, sometimes it was like because we got off to such a bad start initially, it was just me constantly fighting to like not be considered shitty. And so like it was frustrating for me as well because uh, I got hired on to do a job that like I, I could do, but like I couldn't do both things that was being, that were being asked of me. So like at the time I was, uh, I got hired in as a graphic designer, which I have the skill to do, but like <laughs> I was a graphic designer who also was supposed to be manning the phones for sales and it was so like I'd be like trying to just like working on designs and then have to like take a phone call and like have a whole conversation about a house in between designs. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, this is difficult. And so like it, it was just one of those things where like I couldn't do both. And uh, so like that was the tension was the initial position was 
I got hired as a graphic design and they were like, oh no, you do like a light amount of sales. And then it turned out my entire day was like me trying to legit design shit and also do sales. And it was like, yo, I can't do both of these things. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't. And it's how I ended up in sales only. And I was pissed about that because like that removed the whole track from my like, like I went to school for shit. Like I just removed an entire track and I still am not considered a graphic designer. And I'm angry about that. I don't think of myself as one now, but again, like that took an entire track out of my career path because it was like this position just stripped it from me and I can't get that back. Like it was time I should have been spending in like, you know, growing as a designer, I could have done within that position that I couldn't do because they just fucked me basically. And, you know, I'm happy with where I'm doing now. I'm fine, but it's, it's irritating to me. Understanding. Yeah. Like it's like, I'll always have a little bit of a grudge and it was all that, that boss. And I, I I will say this, I hope you never have a boss like that, Mm -hmm. but I've had multiple bosses who were just shitty people. And it's like, <clears throat> it's it's in almost every place I've worked, there's been at least one person who, who is a manager that is like, yo, that person is just the worst and I just can't with them. Where like I've seen bosses do shady shit, like try to get people fired. Like, you know what? I don't want to drop. Let's see. So when I was working in a warehouse, I, I don't I can't drop brand names. So I feel like that that might get you know some heat. But I was working in a warehouse for a major retailer at a distribution center that was located in the city I lived in. And I saw managers there legitimately plot to get people fired to the point where they would enlist help from other employees to basically tell, like they go around to other employees. We're all loading trucks and like loading heavy shit onto trucks is difficult. You have like eight different 18 wheelers that have like packages that are coming down a ramp to them, just going into them. Like, and you have to take all that shit off and like load it into the truck. And there'd be people who have a hard time doing it and those people would get fired and they would literally tell you like at the start, they'd be like, we're all a team here. So, you know, you see someone else who gets behind, go help them so that they can, we can all finish tonight. But then they go around to you individually and be like, Hey, this specific person that they get behind, don't help them. Like let them get themselves out of trouble. And it's because they were just trying to find reasons to fire them. And if you said no to them, they would get angry at you and then you became the person they tried to fire. Cause like, I would say, no, like, nah, I'm going to go help this person. And then they would be like, well, all right. And they would purposely put you in a position where like you would get slammed and then they would tell other people not to help you. And then you would have to try to fight your way out of it. And then when suddenly it's like review times, like, well, we noticed that you're doing this and you're holding up this line in production. And now you're getting bad reviews and getting fired. And like that shit used to just be how they churned everyone out. And I hated that shit. And we all knew what was happening and we could see that shit and all you could do is just fucking just take it. That would be a really shitty situation. <clears throat> yeah. And then like, imagine like you leave that shit and you go to another job and then bang, you're back in the same fuck shit. <laughs> like that happened to me. Like I, they, they were, I was, at, uh, fuck, I was delivering packages for a company <laughs> and then I quit that job and then went to the distribution center for the other company. And at the, the, job for the delivery company it was fuck shit with the managers to the point where like i could literally never get and to be fair i was a terrible employee there too so i could never get a a raise i think i got like a quarter raise for the three years i worked there so i left and was like fuck y'all and then went to this place and then it was some fuck shit 
where I sit there and watch them be like just assholes to people. Like I saw more people cry on the job there than I had ever seen. We're like, we just be sitting around eating lunch because we work 12 hour shifts. We got 35 minutes for one break and then like 15 minutes for another break. So you work 12 hours and then get a full hour for break. And it's like physical ass labor. Like we're talking like anything from like 10 pounds to 300 pounds. Yeah. And it's like the 300, everything over 150 is supposed to go get help. But again, if you have 20, 150 pound items and they're all just kind of like stacking up, like it's hard to be like, Hey man, I need you to come help me load these 20 things in when he has his own like 20, 50 pound items. So it was just, it would just be like our 150 pound items. It would just be insane. And at the time I was like 26. So like 300 pounds didn't bother me. <laughs> and I remember like, I, I was just be, I was being a dick at the time where I'm like stacking shit over my head as 300 pounds. Like, fuck y'all. If you open this truck, it's going to kill you. Like I used to do that shit like angrily, but watching like grown men cry because they just couldn't keep up. Like it was just a company breaking people, and there's people who like they're both their their whole family, like him and his wife, would both you know work. So, and this is a specific person. I'm trying to be vague because again, I'm not getting sued. But there's a <clears throat> a person, him and his wife both work in this distribution center. She was in one part, and he was another. He hurt his back working in the part that I was in because again, heavy ass shit going well above your head. Uh, and then she got hurt because uh, you're standing for 12 hours in her department, just like loading shit into separate boxes. So like, uh, you don't even need to understand how it works. It's just 12 hours on a concrete floor without any real breaks, just breaks you down eventually. So she started having like bone spurs and like problems within her feet. Both of them had to go on, you know, leave. And they both got fired while they were on medical leave because they couldn't work in 60 days. And they're like, we're not going to hold your positions for you. Wow. So after 60 days of medical leave, they're like, yo, you're not back. So we filled your spots. And so they just didn't have jobs. And they both ended up suing the company who ran the distribution center. And I don't think they even got anything out of it. And they hurt themselves working that job. Like I was, that was the inspiration for me to go back to college a hundred percent. Like I went, started back in, I was a college dropout when I started working that job and I was like, yo, this job pays decent money. I can like, I, I think the time was like 19 an hour, which in Alabama is like, you know, fucking let's blow this money. Y'all it paid decent money. Mm-hmm. I could like, I was like, yo, I can, I can generally take care of myself on this. Uh, they had like management, management positions. They were like, you know, dangling in front of people who had some college experience and they're like, you just work, for X amount of years, we'll count that towards you going towards that. It's like, I'll just do that. And then watching all this shit happen around me and seeing people like literally break down and have like legit (coughs) full mental breakdowns in lunch break rooms. Like I was like, yo, I need to go back to college. I got to get out of this. And I, I, I remember one dude literally watching a dude cry in front of me because he was about to get fired and he knew he was about to get fired. There was nothing he could do. And like, I knew that the bosses had done the whole, like they had came around talking to me about like, don't help him. And I told him to go fuck themselves. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm, I've been told y'all like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, you can't tell me like in front of everybody, be a team player and then tell me behind the scenes not to be like, that doesn't play for me. And if you don't like it, let's go to HR and tell them what you're doing and see how that plays. And they they kind of backed off of me until well, one of them tried to tell me he was going to make me. And I told him, you fucking, you better call security. That's a whole other story. I basically threatened to whoop a white man's ass inside of a, a 18-wheeler's truck. 
And I think I might, I, we were 20 seconds from me going to jail. So I was like, you're going to have to call security now. And it's going to take him like five minutes to get down here. I'm going to beat your ass in that five minutes. And then he finally kind of, <laughs> he finally kind of backed off and was like, yeah, I was a wilder person when I was younger. But the point is, is that watching all of that shit made me go back to college. And like, I ended up just like leaving that job and quitting because I, I went back and got a degree and was like, fuck all of this. I can't do this. And it was so shady that like, it made a life change for me. Like, think about that. Like I was, a, I was at a point of like being a dropout where I was like, yo, I'm not even fucking with college anymore. And seeing that made me change like my entire trajectory of my life. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> go back to high school. Yo, and then dig this. I go back to college. I go to Korea. Great time there. I'm like, oh, so jobs with degrees are great. And then I come back to the States and my first job, you know, in the States with my degree is that bullshit job with my manager. The first three weeks tells me she's going to fucking fire me. And I'm like, yo, it's like, why did I get this degree to be back in more stress? Right. Is I've had a really shitty managers and really shitty jobs so often than not like the job to the point where like I'm at a job now where like it's really not that bad I I really like the job I'm at and it's not great but now it's like well I don't want to leave this because I don't want to go back to a shitty job like a shitty stressful environment again this is so laid back there's something to be said for that I I will take less pay and a terrible commute for just a stress-free job (laughs) like just a job where I'm not just stressed all the time that's kind of where I am right now. Like my job is like super stress free, especially this time of year where there's not really a whole lot happening. Um, I'm 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 watch I watch like fuck it. I've been watching Disney Plus and like YouTube and shit like that more than I've actually actually done any work. Yeah. Um, at work, especially since like end of August. Um, but and I'm just like I know I could go somewhere and make more money. But that means I have to act, I would have to actually do work. Well, what's weird to me is how like that mentality is considered like bad. <laughs> like, um, why are we not more like adamant about having jobs that are not stressful? Like, yeah. I feel like that's one thing I will say that like uh, shout out to the West Coast for because I never experienced that until I came here. Uh, like jobs on the East Coast are way different where like it's, it's you know, you dress up like you legit dress up for stuff like, oh, if you're not wearing a tie, what are you doing and here? <laughs> yeah. And then here you get here. People like, uh, nigga, they can't see us over the phone. <laughs> like, why are you wearing a button down, nigga? Like, <laughs> like I it's. It's and you know what? It's so dope. Like I kind of love that. Where like it's where this is where you'll see those memes about how you look the first day of work and how you look the eighteenth. Oh my god! <laughs> the dopest part of work is the fact that like uh, it's not even it's not even casual Friday. It's just casual end of the week. Like right after Wednesday, everybody's just like in jeans. End of the week. <laughs> it's casual end of the week. It's just Thursday, Friday, and even Wednesday. Like I feel like. Right after, right after Monday, Tuesday, Monday, everyone comes in. It's like, we're dressed for success. Wednesday, everyone's just like, yeah, success. And then Thursday and Friday are just casual. There's no casual Friday. It's just yeah. casual into the week. It's so yeah. lovely. Yeah, my boss is just like, don't wear sweatpants. Like, and that's pretty much it. Like, that that's, is the, yeah. <laughs> that's I, the only thing. I could that's legit wear thing. jeans to work every single day. I have actually in summer jeans and a t-shirt every single day. No one says anything. There are people who just, there's a dude who uh, all through summer came to work. He's white, so I, I wouldn't attempt it. But he came to work in cargo pants, 
a tank top and flip flops every single day in summer. They're talking about like his whole point was like it's hot. I'm like, yo, we work in the air conditioned office, bro. I shouldn't have to see your toes, but every single day he's just walking around like, yep, it's hot. <laughs> and, I was literally, I think, the only person who had a problem with that. I was like, I need you to put your toes away. I really do. But everybody else was like, I need you to calm down, dude. We okay here. And I'm like, no, we need a rule. We need at least one rule. <laughs> I should not be able to see your toes. I can't while I work. Everybody else was like, yo, man. Yeah, he's good. It's a slippery slope. I get it. Chill. <laughs> and you like the South got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> About seeing your toes at work? Yeah, bro. I feel like... <laughs> Like at yeah, least wanna, if you're gonna do that, get a pedicure. Like I don't want to see no dude toes at work. No, go get a pedicure. Like go go sharpen them up. Like just go get them fresh. Like you know what I'm saying. Like get them lotion. Get wait, them wait, wait, down. wait. What about sandals? Again, pedicure. I like, don't want to see. I'm asking scars at work. Period. So if a lady wore sandals though, yeah, I like women's feet, but I don't want to see dude toes at work. I'm Why saying. Not? I'm saying get wait, a pedicure. Wait, no, wait. Let's stay on this. Why not? I mean, he can, as long as it, I mean, as long as his feet don't look like he just. Uh, Are you a Rex Ryan type? A, yes, very much so. We've already uh, had this discussion. Wait, I don't remember feet? all our discussions. We've been here for a long time. Yeah, he is into feet. I, I remember that much. I, mm-hmm. I've known this car has been in the feet for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, look, I don't. I'm not saying like you can't show me your feet. I'm saying go get a pedicure. Like, don't show me your yeah. crusty ass toes that you did yourself. Like, <laughs> go take it. Take your toes to somebody who has to look at them from my vantage point. That's why I who, appreciate who has who has skill and art in making and crafting a beautiful foot. And then you come back and you present them shits to me. And, don't. And that's why I'm I'm appreciative of my coworkers, my dude coworkers who wear socks and slides. Thank you. Very much. I'm more appreciative of my dude coworkers who will get pedicures. Like, just go, just go get your feet taken care of, please. Like, what's the what's the problem with that? Like, go get a French. Seriously, go get a French pedicure. Come back with like the little white tips. Rock them shits with some sandals. I respect that. Don't don't come in with your own crusty ass feet where you like maybe put some lotion on it. No socks overnight. Like, yeah, it's gonna solve a problem. Do feet are terrible. I'm adver- so what I'm saying is I'm advocating for pedicures for all men in the offices. Okay. That's that's my that's my point. I'm I'm advocating that all pedicures matter. My plan. After that's getting my cut up in the middle of the night because my <laughs> wife has her toes on my back. All pedicures matter. My platform is pedicures. It's, it's yeah. Let's let's go pedicures. I that's twenty twenty. J for pedicures. That's what I'm doing. Everyone, seriously, go get a pedi. It's a, it's gonna cost you. Yes, I'm not saying do it all the time, but like clean no, shit up. Do it all the time. Set up an appointment. It's expensive. You know what though? I do want to talk about this real quick. And then it's expensive. I, I, I realize that that's a bit of a privileged thing to be like, I'm gonna go drop eighty dollars on my feet. Like, <laughs> I do want to talk about this real quick. So men, you know you can go to like salons and whatnot and get your toes done. It's a thing, it's available. Um even it's a even if it's a beauty salon where they do nails and stuff like that, you can still get a medic or a pedicure and a manicure, depending on how your fingers look, without any issue. Out here in California, they've opened up a man's <laughs> pedicure place. 
Wait, is it called like manicure? I gotta find it. I gotta find it. The name of it was so horrible that I stopped and looked at it for a second. Is is it like? It's like I definitely man, stop on the straight pride parade. It's like man, he's petty. Um, <laughs> that would be dope, actually. <laughs> no, I want that man. He's petty. <laughs> yeah, I kind of that should be the. <laughs> if it's not called that, I'm gonna be angry. I think it, was- it got it, it. It got to be something clever. Like it can't. That's just- very clever, though. That's too clever. I feel like that's that's too clever for like. I feel like that's yeah. Come on, the person, the type of person who does this, does not have that much cleverness. No. Uh, I do like that. You should put that in your back pocket. That's pretty good. <laughs> Man, he's petty, and it's perfect because it's manicures for he, and it's pedicures as well. Oh my god, that's amazing. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, seriously, you need to open that store. Like, that's what you should name it. Because I'm not against this concept, and here's why. Like, while you're looking for it, when I do walk into those salons, I do feel like as a male presence in them, that, like, whatever conversations were happening, I just blanked them all out. Like, even if I'm quiet, it's just like, well, we can't talk about this around him. And I feel some kind of way, and I would like to have that, like, not impose upon that. So, like, I would like to have a space that is like male driven for it. Not because I feel like I need that to like boost my own masculinity. I just really hate being like the majority in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like in a room full of minorities, I don't want to be the majority. It's okay. I'll take this long pause. I don't care. I'm still looking for this. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause it, it was an ad that popped up on my uh, page, and I, I had so no what I'm saying on making is this. fun of it. Well, I'm, and I'm down to make fun of it, but here's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm being 100% honest, when I go into spaces that are primarily, like, women-dominant spaces, like, they're, like, the the... God, I'm trying to avoid saying the word female. I'm so sorry. The woman version of a barbershop in my mind is like a beauty salon where they go uh, to have conversations, especially in black communities amongst themselves. And when I walk into those spaces as a man, I feel like I'm impeding in those spaces. Like even if I'm not speaking up or saying anything, I'm like, well, actually, I feel like there are conversations that just don't happen with a man in the room or a masculine presence in the room that would without it and so i would support for instance going to uh, a place that is just for men for that reason so that i'm not hammer and nails that's what it's called ah fuck that shit hammer and nails gentlemen like hammer toes and fingernail okay no like men hammer stuff no, like, but hammer toes. Like, I get yeah, it. that too. But yeah. no, mostly hammer and nails. See, Your I feel like they should. Destination they should for haircuts, shaves, hand and foot care, all in a relaxed man cave nirvana. See, it's I don't our want... goal to treat the client like a king. We don't provide a service; we provide an experience. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lean it to that heavy, but I would like it if, like, like a barbershop environment where it's it's more male centric so that it it doesn't feel like i'm impeding in someone else's space Mm-mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's the same reason like it's 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 the same thing that happens i feel like when uh i'm in a barbershop with all black people and a white person comes in and it's like ooh, and i've had this time where like you know and we still try to have the same conversation 
uh, and then a you white person be twelve will, and older to come to them for a, services. A white person comes in and ain't nobody to vouch. Well, no, like a white person to come in and then like all of a sudden they'll be like, well, no, because they're the ones who hit the like, well, not all, and like, well, the police are doing, and like it's always them who bring up like this bullshit, like backlash opinion of the, of what is actually unfortunately the mainstream, and within our spaces, like it's tiring to have to be like, no, look, listen and explain or no, get the fuck out and shut up. It's tiring to have to go through that when the entire point of these spaces is that these are for us. And I feel like as, as a man, I don't want to create that same. So this place, when you sit down for a manicure or a pedicure, you should be, uh, aware that you won't have any of those weird smells because they don't do nail polish or artificial nails of any oh, kind. Oh, no. That's and not. they offer you whiskey to drink while you get your nails done. No, that's, that's, that's doing that's, too much. Yeah, that's that's where we're on the other end of the spectrum. Like, exactly. I don't want this much. Yeah. That's, though I will say this, I do wish there was more drinking during like time period. Well, I don't drink anymore, but if I when I did, I do like uh, the experience of like, oh, while you're waiting for your haircut, you drink. Nigga, they give you a beer soak. This service uses Guinness Extra Stout beer in the soak for its antifungal properties. Ew, nigga, why we would we use waste our beer signature like hops and cedar scrub to aid in exfoliating dead skin cells? This is too much. It's it's just to make. I mean. It's, it, that's just a place to make certain types of men feel manly. This is hyper-masculinity, like, exactly. Like, 10 to 2 Man Taylor would, like, love this place. Uh-huh. Exactly. In fact, this is the type of place that I would expect him to be like, oh, this is the place I built. Like, that's something that we see on, like, Tool Time. From our oversized leather chairs, noise-canceling headphones, your own TV remote, we ensure you leave feeling like a king. Every part it's, of it's, it's, it's like it's like the the people who would go, want to go to a place like this. It basically their subtext to that. What you're saying is like we're gonna make you feel like a king while you're getting queen shit done. Like if you don't get the fuck out of here with this shit, this is that kind of shit where oh you may not be a king of your own home, but you could be a king of our castle. Come to hammer and nails. Yeah, I guess it's it's to try to hide the fact that. Like so many men still view like taking care, of, as... yeah, taking care of themselves as feminine, which is like stupid. Like so, like even just self care of just taking that small a bit of of attention oh, to yourself. Oh, oh, this is the best part: classic manicure. They make sure that when they talk about, it, they say this manicure includes nail trimming, shaping, and cuticle care, all that good stuff. But they put, they capitalize M A N and manicure. Oh, yeah, so this manicure. So, so that's what I'm saying. Manicure. It's this. It's instead of addressing the actual problem, like the fact a that men don't. Pedicure. <laughs> the fact that men don't think of like self care as being masculine. Mm hmm. Like that's so problematic across the board. Like Big Daddy aromatherapy combo. What? The entire thing is ridiculous. Honestly. It is. It is. Like the only thing that can make this worse 
is if you go there and all the folks who are doing the manicures and pedicures are women with like hooter size shirts and short shorts. Well, hold on now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that makes me giggle so hard. Like, they would be getting like, no, that just feels like a terrible environment for them. Never mind. Are women allowed? Although, uh, tailored towards men, everyone is welcome. We do not apply any nail polish or artificial nails, though, and we do not provide most hair coloring or curling services. And your kids have to be 12 or up in order to come here. Wow, that's a lot of butts. Like, I feel like that's like... Uh, He-man woman haters. No. No, they know who they're catering towards. Yeah, like I, I, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like that's more of them saying, like, "Look, this is we don't have that stuff because like this isn't our market, and that's fair." <laughs> I just feel like the people that are attracted to that are gonna be the he-man woman haters. Like mm-hmm. it's the ones who are just like, "Yeah, no women, yeah." Like it, it shouldn't be part of your your draw that like, hey. All that stuff that women do, we don't do here. Like that part is what feels weird to me. Like I, I would prefer that men learn to to love themselves a little bit more. Like pedicures and foot massages Are and all that greatness. Shit. Yeah, it feels great. Like why would you not want to do this? And instead of being like, and, and I, I don't know, it's this weird feeling of like, like if my feet look good, then all of a sudden I'm a woman? Question mark. Like no, I'm just a dude who likes his feet to look good. Like, I don't get that, that vibe is weird. I, I think it's because I just, I have I had a strong female influence in most of my life. I feel like that's why I, I'm like, yeah, I get this. Me too. I got four sisters. Yeah. I had a strong female influence in my life. So it's like, I don't understand this, this, this aesthetic. This is stupid to me. But you know, whatever. Men, right? All the pictures of old ass white dudes. <laughs> of course. Oh yeah, and all the women are wearing short shorts. Oh, of course they are. So it's like the hooters of nail places. Yeah. Who the fuck needs the hooters of nail places? Oh, white man. Who needs hooters? Period. White men. You yeah. want to keep asking? The answer to all of these questions are pretty much white men. But the shop is owned by a black dude. Go, nigga, dun, go. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> know your audience, my nigga. You got to dig deep to see the, the video of the dude who actually set this all up, and he is black. Oh, <laughs> get your money, my nigga. The plot thickens. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> He was like, yo, I felt like all this hyper-masculinity around me, why not profit off it, my brother? Right? <laughs> Ooh, and they got all pictures of white people. Everybody in the chair is white. Everybody doing the services is white. And he's black. And that is just, I still think this shit is dumb. That is but priceless. I am good with that. Yeah, it's like, all right, get that bag. <laughs> like, especially if it's cash. all white especially if it's all white money right Ooh, get that white money get that white money it's all <laughs> white with me all <laughs> white <laughs> Yo, does anyone want to address uh fucking bob johnson's comments do we want to talk about it at all go for it because i don't even know what bob, we're talking about. i have no idea 
Okay, so do we know who Bob Johnson is? Yeah, yes. from the uh, Bobcats. No, Robert Johnson. Uh, like the dude who, uh, the black billionaire who used from to own BET. BET. He owned the Bobcats. He owned the Bobcats. He owned the fucking named, Bobcats. Oh why do you think they're called the, the Bobcats? Because he named them after himself. They're of the course. Bobcats. Of course. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Bob Johnson uh, recently said, here, let me, let me pull it up because I, I don't want to, if, if I do it verbatim, I'm going to make him sound like less of an idiot. So please bear in mind, Bob Johnson is a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. So we all need to know that. And right now, billionaires are being real dicks. Um, Bob Johnson says, 2020 presidential election is Trump's to lose. He doesn't think any of the 2020 Democrats stand a chance. None of them, he says, stand a chance against Trump. I agree. Really? I don't, I don't think he's going to lose this. I just Most, don't see it. All right. First of all, I feel like you're being contrarian. Just so that no, I've said this this whole time. When when have I not said this? I don't see him losing this. I would like him to lose, but I just don't see it. I just I'll say this: he's the most unpopular president in the history of America. Like I get that the electoral college is a legit like factor, but I don't know if he pulls out enough votes this time for it to even help him. The people who voted for him the first time still doesn't give still don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Agreed. But there are a lot of people who voted for him the first time who are like looking for anyone else. And I'll be honest, as much as I fucking hate it, I guarantee you the Democratic nominee is going to be someone way more moderate. So Buttigieg, Biden are real likely to get it. Actually, Biden unfortunately will probably get it. And that shit is <laughs> that shit is insane. It's it, I, I just like Biden is likable enough, or even Buttigieg is likable enough and moderate enough, and they're so willing to like bend over enough to talk to like the the fucking middle that they'll pull enough independence, and they don't have any of the Hillary Clinton baggage. <laughs> yeah, I do love that he is black. He is so <laughs> black. He's like, yo, and he's well groomed too. Shout out to my well groomed black man. Right, it looks like Chris Webber. <laughs> it looks like, yeah, he looked like Chris Webber after. So if we're being real, like, isn't isn't grooming a little bit more important to black men? It is. Like even black, well, well, obviously there's some some nasty ass black dudes, but like, and I don't mean that to be rude, but there are, but there are also like nasty ass dudes in general. But for the most part, most black men try to keep some level of like decorum about themselves. I didn't support this until I found out he was a black dude. And yeah, now, now you're like, like all on board. Get your money because every place that he set it up at is in white neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. The place he set it up at here in California or here in uh in the my Florida area neighborhood is literally in the midst of the white flight area. Like there are no black folks around there. It's, it's where they have like seven hundred thousand dollar houses, and him, and this shop, and it's brilliant because it's it's just only targeting affluent white men, and it's brilliant because of the fucking prices. Oh my god, the prices have to be high. Oh my god, they have a grooming club that'll help you out, but no, the prices are crazy high. That's I mean, they use a beer and uh, give you whiskey and all kinds of shit. This shit better be hot. Exactly, because they know who they're fucking with. Yep. 
So good. Sorry, go ahead. Back to Bob. Okay. West Hollywood, okay. Midtown Miami, Folsom, Frisco, Texas, Laguna Niguel, California, Portland, Rancho Cucamonga, Cypress, Echo Park, South Bay, Westerville, Ohio, Roseville, San Diego, and Willow Glen. None of those are black. Only, the only thing I know about Rancho Cucamonga is uh, next Friday. Where he said the Rancho Cucamonga Cracker Crushers or whatever. Yeah, none of these are for us. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's it's brilliant. I wish I had thought of it. Right? Because any place where you could charge somebody $120 to get I a see. pedicure, a manicure, and a bottle and a glass of whiskey. I still want, like, Someone said something to me over the weekend, or I guess over the last week that uh, I thought was a should have been like a, a dope thing. They were so we were talking about reparations, and he said the the best reparations would have been if they had just like given black people the weed industry, hmm. and just been like, all right, so this is all you. Like the only way you can have a license to to sell weed, the only way you, it, it has to be a black person tied to it, and like you can obviously like hire white people who work on you, but the, the licensee, the owner of it has to be black. And I was like, yo, that would have been, that would have been exactly this. Cause now like white people just pouring money into it. And that would have just been the perfect reparations. Yeah. The problem with it is like you said, they would have been fine with it until we would have started getting more money than them. And then all of a sudden the rules would have changed. True. Always. Like, oh well, marijuana is terrible for babies, and then we're back to goddamn war on drugs. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's basically what they tried. What they just recently tried to do with the vaping industry. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Scar. I saw the angst about that. Like, it, how they still ain't said what's dangerous about vaping, right? Well, they the CDC just came out with a with their final report on November the eighth. Mm-hmm. It basically said, like, it's not the people who are doing the nicotine stuff that you buy in a fucking store. Um, it's the people who just buying this shit, like, off the street um, that they make, they're basically making THC cartridges. And they're just putting it into, like, jewel pods and stuff like that. Oh, they're making their own cartridges and putting them into jewel pods. Yes. Because you can buy refillable jewel pod cartridges. Well, you can buy, uh, so there's, it's not a called a jewel, it's called a, a Shit, I actually have one and I, I quit using it because uh, I was worried about the whole vaping thing. But they make, you know, THC, ref, you know, re, not refillable, but like, uh, <clears throat> you know, disposable cartridges. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like. They say the ones that you buy in the store are primarily safe. Yeah, the I don't t- know. The THC stuff that you buy in the store is primarily safe. Uh, I still don't but trust I still it. There's not I enough, there's, try it. Well, there's no regulation for it at all. And I like because it's still technically the regulation is is illegal. You know what I mean? Yeah, until it's until it's legal across the board, that's that's always gonna be sketchy. Yeah. So like I quit uh I legit quit uh smoking vape pens that were weak because I just don't trust it. Yeah, my um like like every time 
time I'm like around my family or whatever like that. The dumb shit is like, like I have family members who smoke this shit. And then, like, they see me with, and, but they have these little pens, but they see me using my big ass regular vape, and they go, That's bad for you. It's like, yo, you literally walk past three people with these little fucking pens of the stuff that's actually hurting people just to tell me that what I'm doing is bad. So they did the same thing they've been doing to you since forever? Pretty much. Okay, just checking. So. Yeah, and and then like the you know the, the the president tried to get in on this and saying that they wanted the president to, tries to get in on everything. Yeah, he's he tried to get in on the saying that they wanted to do a, a flavor ban and all of this kind of stuff. And then I guess eventually somebody got to him was just like, uh, bruh. And then he said, well, we need to we need to make the smoking age twenty one and all this kind of stuff. I was like, didn't that shit happen in July? Did did it did it raise for y'all too? Mm-hmm. The smoking age went to twenty one in it's July. 20, no, July no, it's eighteen for us. No, I actually it, don't know, but uh, I mean the shit's so expensive that you can't afford it unless. Whew, over here, it is crazy, right? I thought that it cost fucking forty dollars to or nine dollars to buy a pack of cigarettes everywhere. Nine dollars, holy fuck! Nine bucks for a pack of Newports. A pack of a pack of Newports is like six dollars. What the fuck? Oh, that's still it used high. To be five, 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 or 30, six, five or six dollars. Two dollars thirty-eight cent. Yo, right? Like, and honestly, like, I haven't even I haven't even looked at how much cigarettes are now. But like, I saw like when you see someone buy some in the store, you're like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, yeah, I don't smoke, so I like I this. It doesn't. I don't know really any of this. It's just cost prohibitive at this point. And when I did smoke, I was buying the cheap shit. I was buying Mavericks because I'm like, I'm not paying Newport prices. Yeah, I, I say have like, a real issue with the fact that they are taking things that people are openly and obviously addicted to and putting premium prices on them in order for people to be able to afford what they have to have. But they're the first one to tell us about, you know, okay. opiates. So I, I will say this. For in the case of nicotine, I feel like patches are not as expensive. And I'll turn to the price of patches recently. Let's look at them. Nicotine and nicotine patches. Well, nicotine patches also like I, I haven't remember. smoked in like since Bella was two. But, okay, so you can get a pack of nicotine patches for twenty five dollars, and it is how, how many? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's like four. <laughs> Fourteen count. How long do patch last? <laughs> you trying to get no, started? No, I'm, I'm not trying to be that dude. I'm just saying, like there are intangibles. I don't know. I, I I don't know. But again, this is a fourteen count, but still cheaper than cigarettes. I, how long does a cigarette last? Like. I'm pretty sure this is a, a cheaper method of nicotine transference than a cigarette. Yeah, it is. My only, my only statement is in your area. Walmart is what I'm looking at right now. Is Walmart available in your area? Not all areas have Walmart. You could actually uh, order it and have it just pick up today. Yeah, there's uh, Walmarts everywhere. <laughs> Nicorette yeah. gum, uh, eleven dollars. I'm just saying, like, there's cheaper options, and like, I get it. I'm I'm not trying to defend. Uh, like taxes on cigarettes. I I will say, however, there are cheaper options to get nicotine, and 
I know dudes who just roll their own cigarettes and don't buy them, which is again, a cheaper option. If you, you want to go that route, there's a dude I know right now who just buys papers and tobacco and it's cheaper. It's much cheaper per cigarette for him. He just rolls it himself. It's yeah. so like, I feel like you, I mean, if you want to get that, that pure, no filter shit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I got that. Kill me this, now. <laughs> there's a guy who, um, there's a guy who um, works for a company that uses our warehouse and he um, he takes the filter off of his cigarettes. Mm. Uh, apparently, he was in the military, and like that's how they were being tracked down, or some bullshit like that. He would say, um, but yeah, he takes the filter off of his cigarettes in order to. Smoke. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I 100 <laughs> percent need you to understand that, like, there are cheaper alternatives than just buying a pack of cigarettes. I'm not saying that it's great. I'm just I, saying, know, I understand. Like, I'm just, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, to your point, pack of cigarettes is probably the easiest way to get nicotine in your body. And and I'm just saying, some niggas don't really want to quit, or and or also the sickness of quitting. Let's not forget that some people sucks. aren't strapped. To, yeah, it's so I, I I have never truly smoked regularly. Like I, I was a. Two pack. I was, I was a pack a day smoker, pack and a half. But like I would, uh, wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm wild about you. I would go out like drinking, and then like I just buy a pack of cigarettes and start smoking while I was drinking, and I would smoke like half a pack while I was out, and then throw it away. But then the next day and all the rest of the week, I would just be going through nicotine withdrawals. I don't want to like I didn't want to smoke, so I'd be like, ugh. So I'd spend the entire rest of the week just like feeling sick and like shitty. Cause I had just smoked a whole bunch of shit. I'd be coughing up like all the shit I smoked. No matter what, like you still get that brown ass phlegm where you're just mm-hmm. coughing up goddamn cancer. It's See, I, I stopped smoking because I got tired of fucking my clothes up. Yeah, that too. Like I, that's why I never wanted to start. Cause I was like, I don't want to smell like smoke all the time. I never, I was always in awe of people who smoked and didn't smell like smoke. It was like, oh, how they do you smell do like it. They always smell like it. There's no way to get rid of that smell once you start smoking. I I worked with a bunch of teachers, and it was like they could not smoke. Uh, I think they were not. They just didn't smoke inside their house, which is why they didn't smell like smoke inside. But I worked with a bunch of teachers, and they they could not smell like smoke because you weren't allowed to. You know, children in Korea aren't allowed to like see you smoke. Like if they even saw you get in trouble. Wow. So like yeah, and they were like you can't smell like it. They can't see you smoking, and so like we would. I remember being outside, like sneaking a cigarette and then like having to go home, like go, like go inside and like wash my hands like crazy and still have like all the smoke smell on my fingers. Meanwhile, everyone else I, I, that smoked with me, they're fine. They don't smell like smoke at all. Like, how are you doing this? Like, what magic is this? Did you see the article that there's uh, companies who are considering giving six days off to people who don't smoke to make up for the smoke yeah. breaks that people who do smoke do take? I did. I would love that. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, you're a smoker, we, so you're probably like that's not we, fair. No, I, I I don't even see it. Like we all go out together. Like only one person really smokes out of the like the office crew. Only one person smokes. The rest of us vape. And like yeah, all, you're acting like vaping is smoking. Still a, the yeah, that's still a smoke businesses. break. Yeah. Yeah, that's still a, a you're not smoke smoking. Break. You're not so vaping. I don't, so I don't, so I don't smoke. Outdoors. I don't get no, to so, like. Okay, so I don't get to like. Saying, go, I don't see. I don't. I don't have a problem with this. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem. With like this. I. Oh, okay, let's because I don't get to like go, fucking I, hit I'm my hit. Take a bong hit, like in between. I wish I like honestly. I don't see why I shouldn't be able to. 
I should be able to go smoke a joint uh, and then come back from a smoke break and then just go back to work. My job would be so much less stressful. And honestly, I'm kind of mad about the fact that vape pens aren't a thing anymore because that was how I was <laughs> doing that when I worked. I could run out and hit a vape in the car and then come back and be like, yeah. And now I can't do that anymore. And my job is that much more stressful. <laughs> I'm going to get fired for doing that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I will not. I'm still an amazing employee, even when high. I'm just saying, if you're allowed to, I just finished watching Office Space with with Bella, and it was her first time seeing it, and she was so despondent that that's really how. Off, first of all, she was despondent about the fact that uh, printers and computers looked the way they looked in like 1998. <laughs> that was a thing. And what are they saving to, Dad? That that's a floppy disk, sweetie. <laughs> that was a thing too. Um, uh, it's just like that the thing where someone um, actually pulled out a floppy disk, and someone said, uh, "A kid said, you 3D printed the save icon." Ha ha! Pretty much. <laughs> Bella was not pleased by that movie because, well. A million different reasons, but primarily it was the point where the guy kept getting picked on, like um, getting called in to go to work on Saturday and 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 the other dude who kept getting his stapler snatched up and all that kind of stuff. And she was just shocked about this boss. And I really started thinking about the fact that the dude who was like, hey, Peter, what's happening? He was a fucking horrible person, not just a bad boss. He was a horrible person. Or it made me sad. I mean, but, but it's definitely your child that would think that way. Your child would too. My child wouldn't. Trust me. My child would be more apt to just say "fuck that guy" than to, than to be like that's I me mean, because she's already cussed a few times. Um, and she's more apt to say "fuck that guy" as opposed to say he's a horrible person. Like, she'd be like no, fuck that guy. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Bella's a senior. It's fuck that guy all day long. No, but like the idea of like thinking about it as like he's a bad person, she would have just said fuck that guy. And that would have been the end of it. Pooh Bear is, is probably the best representation of me ever. Like she's Pooh Bear is the best parts of me. Yeah, we've known her since she was a baby, and I, I remember a whole lot of her being told to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> it's weird, right? It's weird when when you're. Do you are any are any of your child's ju- uh, children just like you? Yeah, no. Devin. No, yeah. my children are just like me. Yes, uh, they are. They're just good swimmers. Yeah, um, in the <laughs> toilet. The worst part about having a child that's just like you is being fucking annoyed by yourself. You feel like you're just being annoyed by yourself. And it, no, I, can, it, I can 100% understand being annoyed by you. I could too, Scar. I can see that immediately. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't keep softballing them in. I'm so sorry. No, please continue. No, no it's don't. just... <laughs> I, there's, nothing, there's nothing else to say but it's like it's like being bothered by yourself and it's just like you want to be mad but you know it's you so it's weird it's a very weird situation yeah it's a weird situation I enjoy being a parent sometimes 
That's good. It's apparent. Okay. 